You know what time it is. It's time to roll up and roll out. Sports podcast, how you do that there? Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talento Marcella. Yo, it is another Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. We're coming at you live and direct from South Florida. It is officially October 31st. It's Halloween. They said today we was going to have highs of 87, lows of 74. Current. Current. You know what? I apologize. You know what? You know what? Can we can we redo this? Can, can we redo this? Like, if you guys don't mind, especially for the people on video, can we redo this? If like we, we gonna redo this, if you guys don't mind, we gonna run this back. I'm sorry. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. <laughs> Evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your ghoul of the evening, Talento Martella. Yo, it is a never spooky and fuego day in the hottest city in the world. We're coming at you live and direct from South Florida. It's officially October 31st. It's Halloween. They said we had highs of 87, lows of 74. Current temperature right now is 81 degrees. Oh boy, we about to have 81 degrees of separation today. It's getting hot in here. Keep on your costumes. The ladies will give you a taste of what's coming. <laughs> Woo! 
Let's get into another edition of the Mighty Force Podcast. This is officially volume 8, episode 21, track 475 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. And boy, do we have a big show for you today. As you can see, we're here in semi-costumes. I'm sorry, I had to run that back. For you video people, I, I, for you audio people, I know you want to like, well, what the hell can you do different except for add a little bit of spookiness? You guys have to watch the video. Everything changed up. I had to add the costume in here. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Me and you, we was gonna this all night. We couldn't put away our eyes. But I'm, I'm gonna go assume that almost everything I have prepared for you for the most part, is gonna get away, is gonna get away with the odds, boy. Because do we have a looker for you guys today? Listen, we gonna see if we can actually pass this conversation, um, pass Russia and everybody else that may want to block it. But we gonna talk about the billionaire yay today, right? We gonna talk about Britain. We're going to talk about being unapologetic, but I'm telling you, the blackness is picking up real quick. We're going to get into our week eight highlights, right? We got the birthday shout-outs to get into, right? It's been a sad weekend for New York. I'm not going to lie. That's why I'm glad Halloween is today. Put me in a little bit of a celebratory mood because if not, then I'll just be dressed up as a better New Yorker. And I'm walking! We got a Brooklyn team party that we gotta talk about, right? We, which which makes me. We also got some 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 Kyrie to talk about, right? Obviously, we got Tom Brady to talk about. We got Lakers getting their first win. Why is it every single team that Patrick Beverly is on has an over celebration for mediocrity, right? And we're gonna talk Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Davis, all of the big wigs and more coming up next on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you know what we say here. Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, Coach, talk to me. You play to win the game. Hello? No, you roll up and you roll out because it's always a blast on a My T Sports podcast. So let's start talking. Let me stir this motherfucker. It's been a while. So. Let's start talking. Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T. Boy, I think I had to do that one myself. <laughs> I'm in a big mood. Listen, man, I've been in a big mood. I've been in a, I've been having my big pod energy this whole entire year. You know, it's, 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 it's season eight. It's that infinite year. You know what I mean? It's a fish. It's an eight. It's an infinity sign. It's a shoo, 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 shoo. Probably the easiest thing that tattoo artists will ever actually draw, draw in their lives, right? But let's go ahead and start the podcast. Like I said, we're going to roll up and we're going to roll out. So how can we roll out before we roll up? Hope you guys got your drinks ready. Hope you guys got your spliffs ready. It's time to get into it. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, right? It's been a while since I had to tell you about this. But the Mighty Sports Podcast. And not just Mighty Sports Podcast, but... Burn some calories with my dick. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm not the only one that, not only do I have now songs in my head, I have random TikTok songs, bro, all these random real songs. It, it really is messed up. But I told you guys, right? I remind you guys. You definitely want, listen, we're going to roll up, we're going to roll out here on the podcast. Because something that you guys may not have known, haven't heard in a while, right? Here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. 
right? Like, it, it, it wasn't just a school that we attended, right? It was a way of living, and, 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 it's our, and that's our motto. And in the Nate Dogg School of Medicine, that company motto, or that school motto, that what, what, they, what they call it, your, your, your school's credo is... That's a little bit later with it, but you know, I'll take it for now. Let's go into the talk of sports. I told you we got a big we got a big big show for you guys today. We got a, we got we got three hours to try to get all of this in. And we're gonna say if we got if we can do this in three hours, I think it's only like three hours. You're gonna see if you can talk for three if, if we can get this in for three hours. Listen, this ain't a typical podcast, this is a one man show. It's army of one over here. Shout out to all my army brethren. Listen, military brethren in existence as well. You're always getting smoked for something, so that is, it's a habit of mine. That's a between the late dog school of medicine and then being in the army and always getting smoked in the army. And then coming from a Jamaican background, y'all brethren, let me not pick up the spliff. Listen, in. all right, let's get started, right? Let's get into our birthday party, folks. What is the birthday party, folks? The birthday party is us giving this nice little shout out to everybody that had a birthday since the last time that we was on the air, ironically. That's only two of the people. So, let's get this birthday party started off quickly. Let's get this party started off right so that we can go ahead and get into the rest of the sports for the night. Ayo, DJ MyT, go ahead and drop that beat for me if you can. That's the one. That came in hot too, didn't it? No, let's get it. Yeah, because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. It's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it, because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, yeah, let's get to the first birthday shout out that we got, we haven't been here since for a while, we have been on the podcast since last Wednesday, and you would think like, yo, I ain't seen you since last Wednesday, so that means you have to have a bunch of birthdays to give a shout out to. No, au contraire, mon frère. I, I really don't. There wasn't a lot of birthdays over, over over this weekend. I guess there just ain't a lot of people smashing at the end of January, right? Right, maybe the beginning of January, right? New Year's, Christmas. But I guess, I, I guess I thought there would be more Halloween babies taking out. Every, you know, Halloween. You know, you, you have New Year's, Christmas. Everybody's over there getting their squeak, 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 and you would think that there will be more October babies, especially like around around this around this weekend, right? The end of the year, but no, there's not. We only had two birthdays to celebrate this weekend, right? So let's just say let's let's get the first birthday shout out. Right, I want to give a birthday shout out to my homegirl, right, Susan, um, Lumali, right? Oh, you have another last name as well. You got multiple personalities or multiple Facebook identities, right? Can you say a person that has multiple Facebook pages? Is it okay to say they have they they have multiple identities? Can we call them that? Not the ones that have, like, their regular page and their business page, right? That's business. That separates them. But the one that'd be like, it'd be Susan Lumily, and then it'd be like Susan Lauren, and then Susan Lala, and then, and then, and then, and then Susan Locomotive, right? Right? So is, is it safe to say that they have per, per, multiple personalities when you see somebody with seven different Facebook pages? 
eight different Twitter pages, 22 different Instagram pages. And I ain't talking about the money-making ones. I ain't talking about like, oh, they had to make a separate one so they could shake their ass away from their family. Right? Like, no, not that one. We just talking about same old shit. Different page. SSDP. Who's hot underneath these masks? Yo, how did I find me underneath these things? You know what? I was drunk. I was drunk. And I was socializing my ass off. But more importantly, I was drunk. Right? So happy birthday this season, right? I just want to say happy birthday to you, right? I also want to say happy birthday. We got a birthday shout out for today on Halloween of all things, right? We just said happy birthday to Eva, a van. Who? Eva. Bam. I want to say happy birthday to you as well. So let's get a birthday shout. Let's get the birthday people in here, right? Let's get, let's get them all in here. We have them all into one big room, right? Right? So to Susan and to Eva, we wish you a happy birthday. Hope you party hard. Hope you enjoy everything. Hope you regret nothing. Since the weekend just passed, and it just happened to be a celebratory kind of weekend, I hope you got your weekend at Birdie's on and continue to stay. My tea. Check it. Check it. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. It's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your, because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to all of you, hope you guys continue to enjoy, thank you DJ Mikey for cutting that beat without me having to ask, yo today is Halloween, I don't know if you guys can tell, but today is Halloween, right, I, I, so I'm hoping that while you guys are out there getting your candy on, Right, that, that you got your ear pods in and you're over there. You know what, let me pop into the Mighty Force podcast so I, don't, so I don't miss any of these sports. Of course, you know, I got the game on. I got the game on in the background for fellas. You know, make sure I, keep, I give you guys an update. Right, I'll give you guys a little play-by-play. Play. Let's not call it a play-by-play. Play. I don't have to witness some stuff that the NFL put out. Right? But I'll give you, I'll give you guys a little update. Right, you guys squeak out, squeak out a couple of, 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 of plays here and there for you guys. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I was thinking about Cincinnati Bengals. But you know, you always got a game on in the background. I should have put a basketball game on in the background. But I, I, listen, when it comes to New York sports right now, I'm a little down. I'm a little down. This weekend is a complete 180 from how we felt last weekend. <laughs> oh, shit. Somebody trying to get drunk today. <clears throat> listen, man. Y'all can't, be, y'all can't be pulling me out on a Monday. Y'all know. Wait, 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 wait. Let's see what's going on today. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on tonight. I got, I, got, I, got my, I got my squeezy, and then I got one of my homegirls hitting me up. But, yo, my sleep kind of sweet. Yeah, it's just squeezy, squeezy, squeezy. But Eva, she, he, she ain't tell me what's popping. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just going to hit me up and then we even going to talk about that. Let's get into our first topic of the day, which is our mighty topic of the day. And you know what our mighty topic is, right? It's a topic that, that, that we like to talk about above any other sports topic before we get into anything else, right? So let's get into what we like to call our mighty topic of the day. Right? And our mighty topic of the day is, is revolved around none other than that of Brittany Griner, folks. Yes, 
best folks that we want if you guys are unfamiliar is a WNBA athlete that has now officially been incarcerated in Russia wrongfully detained as it, as it's been legally legally titled wow see I'm getting smart on that one legally titled by our by our president right that she is she is wrongfully detained in Russia she's going to be there for the for the next 9 years now, if you are unaware, Brittany Griner is not just a WNBA champion, but she is also an eight-time All-Star, a two-time scoring champion, eight-time block leader, the two-time peak performer, three-time NBA first team, three-time NBA second team, two-time defensive player of the year, three-time defensive first team, Four-time defensive second team, all-rookie, AP player of the year, most outstanding player, three-time Big 12, Big 12 player of the year, four-time defensive player of the year, NCAA champion, high school player of the year, and more sure it's important since she was legit. She's been legit. Third player in, in WNBA history to dunk the ball during a game. And now she's going to be spending the rest of her, the, the, the rest of this decade in Russia for an entry leave card. And I know for the most part, right, I know for the most part some of you are, are just uncompassionate fucks and, and, to give a, and, and technically can, cannot give a fuck about any other decent human life out there. But I know some of you don't, don't have any sympathy for her. I get that. Keep it dope to yourself. Actually, don't. Call her. Tell me why you have no sympathy for her. I want to I hear, what your, well, I wanna hear what, what your simple logic is about why, why, you can, why you're willing to just damn somebody in a whole other country for something as simple as weed, when you know if it was one of you or if it was you or one of your people that you would wish that, that everything was being done to try to get them out of that sticky, icky situation. But Brittany Griner is going to be stuck over there for the next nine years. She, her most recent appeal has been denied. We hope that she continues to stay mighty as well, right? Um, they've offered for her to coach the, to coach the, the Russian national team. Um, as you guys may be aware or unaware, this is this has been like one big political mess. That they basically been trying to utilize her to leverage the release of one of their illegal arms dealers, and that's and that's the only reason why once they found this on one of on one of their American athletes that is that is as decorated as her, because they didn't just pick out anybody to go after. They wanted to make sure that they had somebody with the kind of resume that Brittany Griner has. So that when she is being incarcerated, that it can be it can be try to it can try to be stuck with as much maximum impact as possible. But also not have the world, but I also not have the whole entire world go crazy. Meaning that you can you can you can kidnap a popular WNBA player, but you can't kidnap a, a popular NBA player. Like I said, we we we've been down this road before, right? Let this have been LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Not, I can't say Kyrie Irving. Y'all would have left Kyrie Irving over there. Right? And y'all wrong for that. And y'all would have left, y'all would have straight up left my man Kyrie over there. But if this was Kyrie Irving or or any one of these other individuals, right? Any one of these megastars. Zion Williamson at that. Right? What's the boy's name in Portland, Arizona? Why am I forgetting your name suddenly? Game pass. Right? Stand by. Right? Like when you're when you're when you when you're a superstar of those of, those, of that caliber, and those guys, and half some of those guys haven't even won championships, right? 
reason if none of us have stopped hearing about it. Not just here and there, like it's a like it's a niche product that is only enjoyed in certain in certain circles. No, you would have heard about it every single. This would have been a world. Let's say, let this have been LeBron James or Kevin Durant or Giannis Antetokounmpo. It would have been a worldwide uproar. They picked the perfectly right superstar to kidnap. Big enough to draw attention, but not big enough to put the whole entire world in an uproar. Because that's what LeBron James and guys like Kevin Durant would have drawn, right? Giannis would have drawn. They would have drawn the global uproar. Ghana is just big enough that it's just a local uproar. And even locally, some people are willing to let her sit and suffer just because I don't like women's sports. Ah, women shouldn't be on the basketball court anyway. Serves her right. You guys are So let's do what we always say on the, on the podcast, right? When we finish the Brittany Griner segment, our, our IG segment of the day. Let's just hope that she gets home safe, quickly as is, is already a foregone conclusion. She's already been um, entrapped in Russia for over eight months already. That's longer than the average soldier deployed, just to let you know. The soldiers deploy in six months and change. So... We just hope we just keep in your thoughts and prayers or, or whatever outlet you utilize for positive energy, keep it in that in, in that scope. And let's hope that she just gets home safely, right? And with as little mental and physical damage as possible, right? Because that, cause that mental time is going to be something serious. I, you know what? I, I hope more than like, like, it's like the gossipy shit of it. Like, I hope her girlfriend sticks it out because I wonder what her girlfriend's going to do. Right, I wonder what her girlfriend's gonna do at the end. Like, is she gonna stick through this whole nine years? Is she gonna be like two years in, three years in? Like, I love you, but like, I, I gotta apply some chapstick to these lips. Like, this motherfucker's looking like a Sierra over here. Like, like we gotta, we gotta go on a chapstick. I had to go on a chapstick run. Like, like, like we, these lips are going way too, we're getting way too ashy, and I had to get these motherfuckers moisturized. Like, I wonder, I wonder the conversations that they're having. I wonder how long her girlfriend's gonna hold out. It's already, it's already be assumed that when Brittany Griner returns to America, if she has to serve her whole entire nine years, her professional career is over. It's a wrap. They may give her like a year or two in the WNBA as like a gimme year, like as, as a welcome back, let, let, let's see if we can get you back at some of what you lost. But at that point in time, she's going to be like 40 years old. And I'm sorry. Like the, the guys that are still doing it, after 20 years of balling, whether they've hit 40 or not, those guys are outliers. Those guys that are still highly productive, they're not the norm. I know I, I, I did say that Brittany Griner has, has been a high-level athlete up until this point, but that's been a high-level athlete that's been able to eat, sleep, and train at least semi to her liking or semi-conducively to, to the, her sport. That's not going to be happening anymore. This isn't like, like Mike Tyson being locked up where I can keep doing push-ups and sit-ups and stuff like that. I keep, I'm keep staying stronger. Then he can throw me a couple of flop matches and I can just knock a few guys out in, you know what I mean, a couple, after a couple of months. This ain't the same. If she ain't balling, she ain't balling. So the WNBA may do some sweet shit, right? Like some compassionate, like make a compassionate move and say, hey, let's sign you for a year. Two there. But... When Brittany Griner comes back, she it's a wrap. She's done. Like 
her biggest thing may be that she'll be lucky to get involved back in the sport where somebody puts her on her somebody puts her on their coaching staff or maybe one of these owners put her in in a management position but that's probably more likely she gets a coaching uh, an assistant coaching position after this if anything and that'll be the way that the WNBA and her peers right tried to give back to her a little bit of what she lost not just monetarily wise but from the from the business and the sport that she loved from her passion it's going to be interesting to see when uh, like the like I said, I, 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 this is a sad scenario. It's going to be interesting to see when she gets out, what phase in her career that she's going to be in, and how the NWNBA goes about positioning her in the WNBA once she returns. Because I'm going to assume by now that when Brittany Griner comes back, she's going to have to have... I, I, if she wants it, I'm I'm looking at it like you have a lifetime position here. And let's hope by the time that she gets out as well, right? That at some point in time that the Britney Griner Act gets passed that makes sure that WNBA and I know that it's all about how much viewership they can get to play. So that's why I said let's hope that they she they get to the point where they're able to be paid enough where they no longer have to go play for a Russian league. And worry about being incarcerated because you're being set up as a political prisoner. What did you tell him? I told him I was in sanitation, Tony. I told him what you told me to tell. I told him I was in sanitation. Like, no, you idiot. I told him to told you to tell him that you was in a sanitation. Door open. I saw he said, I am hearing doors opening, but it's not doors of safety. So it's been officially day 256 days since Brittany Griner has been wrongfully incarcerated. So again, let's just keep her in your thoughts and prayers and hope that she returns home safely. Now, while we talk about Brittany Griner, right? And, and it's very sad what's going on with, with her. Can I tell you, I've had. Incredible weekend, and say, and and it's been it's been like it's been one long weekend, like the whole month of October <coughs> has felt like one long run-on weekend. I think it started out with me finally catching up with this incredible young lady that I've been meaning to catch up with forever. Feels like forever. Right, us having an amazing random night to an amazing scheduled night. The people that I've met in the scenes, the the the, the connections, the then last weekend was the art show and then um, in art we lost three and then after that the next day was Young Frankenstein which was amazing as well. That whole weekend was crap. And then this weekend traveled to Orlando and I go watch unapologetic right which I'm learning that sometimes plays are slightly the movies are slightly altered right based on how you have to there's a lot of questions I have there's a lot of questions I have I'm noticing patterns and I have had a 
feel like it's something that I've known about in the background, but I just didn't quite realize until now. And I have a feeling that based off of certain plays when you're doing and what you're doing, you kind of have to take it, switch some things around, change the name, maybe for maybe for copyright issues or whatever it may be. But so the play that my my, my cousin did, Roberta Emerson. Like she directed this play that was supposed to be Apologies to Lorraine Hansberry, right? You two, right? August Winter. And Wolf Creek. And what she did, like her her version, instead of it being Apologies to so-and-so, she did a version called Unapologetically Black. That's basically what it was. It's called Unapologetic, but it's basically basically the... What's, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, like it had like it's the God, Jesus Christ. This is why I can't believe I can't talk. Right, the unsaid word, right, right, the, like the, the what the, the phrase that, that that went without saying is that it's unapologetically black, black or unapologetic black. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. Outside of. Outside of watching Black Panther, right? This has been probably the blackest thing I've ever seen, and I mean, and obviously, you know, I mean, in, in the most respectful way possible, right? This cousin was the blackest thing. I proud black, right? Like, like celebratory black, great fucking story black, right? Like, uh, like blackest thing I've ever seen. And, and, and the, just like how last week was, right? When, when I told you I went to In Art We Lost 3, that the moment I stepped, that moment you stepped in the, what's it called, the arena? Like, the moment you stepped inside a building, you felt a shift in the ambience, a shift in the mood, right? That you, you can feel the mood that was trying to be set immediately. That was the same thing. So kudos to both of you ladies, right? Um, Nikki Dyson, Dyson, Dyson? I hope I'm saying your last name. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to whisper your last name in my ear one time, right? And maybe a couple of times, so that I <laughs> so that I, I can remember it. But um, <clears throat> like shout out to so shout out to both of you, right? Nikki Dyson and and Roberta Emerson that being able to set the mood that they that they wanted and needed to be set be, before you even fully even got to the meat and potatoes of the event. There was an ambiance there that automatically drew you in, and I'm telling you, when my uncle just kind of loosely described this play to me without giving it away, I said to myself, "This show feels like that meme, right?" And I'm gonna tell you what meme it is. Right, it's a meme that says. Right, it's, it's either a meme or a reel or whatever it is. But it's a meme that goes, every time there's a black person having fun and minding their business, there's a white person in the background watching them. Right? That, that was the feel that this play gave me. By the description my uncle gave me, I should say. And no doubt, the very first track, 
when you came on, when, when they started the show was say the fuck out of black people business, say the fuck out of black people business, say the fuck out of black people business, black people business, black people business, say the fuck out of black people business, say the fuck out of black people business, say the fuck out of black people business, black people business, black people business. Y'all couldn't even see me dance with the slow mo for real. <laughs> Let me, let, me, let me put that up for you guys. Stay the fuck out of black people business. Stay the fuck out of black people business. Stay the fuck out of black people business. <laughs> oh my god. And that's just how the show opened. And it set a mood and a make believe alternative world better. Wait a second, this is the flow. And it set the scenes into very, like, very particular ones. And then you had your actors and your actresses that came out, like, I want their names down here. Renetta Eastlick, Nicole Gibbs, Desiree Montez, who played Jarrell, Casey Powell, who played Lorenzo, Elena Walken, who played Alice. And for some reason, I left out the fifth person. I think it was Stamina. I didn't get the Stamina on this podcast. This is twice now. I've been to a play, and I've seen the Stamina also take up a role. And in both times, you couldn't tell that this person hasn't been planning this whole entire time. Now, because you listened to the show earlier, I explained this episode something very specific in the ad-lib scene. Because she, because the person that, that had to bring in there being uh, in Young Frankenstein, she was the ad-lib queen for Wilfred. I think I have her name. I think I have her name. Let me not just, just say the ad-lib queen. I think if I'm not name, if I'm not mistaken, her name is Sarah Wayberry. I think that's her face. She was the Adelaide queen. Oh my goodness! Like yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I've seen now that I've seen them now twice. Like the person that wasn't supposed to have the role, like come and fill in, and the job that they did, that they've done both times have been incredible. So 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 definitely big on shout out to them. And guys, listen. I don't know when's the next time that you'll ever get a chance to see Young Frankenstein or Unapologetic, but I'm going to tell you this for sure, for sure. If you're in the Orlando area, or if you're in the West Palm, Broward, Dade, Fort, you know, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, in Orlando, you want it, next time you're in that, in that area... Cause it's right there. In, it's right there in like the Orlando Performing Arts, right? That's that's right down the block from Disney. You go check out the next show that that Roberta Emerson is doing. It, it's 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 a complete hit every single time. I, I listen. I'll be going for her next. This is not a second show I've seen for her. Like, thank you for the invitation both times. And if you're in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and West Palm Beach area, shit. If you're in the Fort Pierce area, like listen. If you're in the Fort Myers area, the Naples area. It's real cute bringing your ass over there. And if Nick and if Nikki Dykins is involved in a show, directing, choreographing, acting, anything, you're gonna want to see that too. Because that's gonna be a professional show. And and, and and either way, whether it's by Nikki or Roberta, you're not gonna be disappointed. This is pure blackness. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. This is pure blackness. This 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 show was 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 was. Me personally, this show was missing nothing. This show was missing nothing. 
to the average person. To the above average person, the show is just a nothing. To this weirdo over here, that, that, that thinks in like eight different cloud streams, the only thing missing from this show was that one song from CB4. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, because I'm bliggity black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blackity black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm bliggity black, and I'm black, y'all, because I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm black. That was the only thing missing. Other than that, the show was perfect. The show was perfect. Actors, actual great choreography, the acting, everything. Like, let's talk about, like, the musical, the 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 the, 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 the score of, of, of the show was, was great. The, 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 the songs that went on this, what went in between, that went in the, that, that, that played, that went on between each scene, during the scene, uh, oh my, like, enjoy, and hands down enjoyable. Like, I'm telling you, if I had panties, I would throw them, I would have thrown them on the stage. I'm telling you that right now. Both times, both shows. If, if I wore panties and I had on a sundress, it would, <laughs> Chucking them, chucking them. <laughs> it was it was those kind of shows. It was, it was those kind of shows, right? And I'm I'm really glad that both individuals, Vicky and Roberta, both invited me to come see their creations and their artwork. It was massive. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. And I know I'm talking about them highly and things like yeah, yeah. One is family, and 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 the other one is, is about to, is, is about to be my um like the future Mrs. Cr nah, 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 slow down, stop, slow down. See now that meme comes in. Whoa, nah, slow down, slow down. Just slow down. I put nothing without effort. Full blown effort. Let's see. So wait, what's going on here? What's going on here? I am getting messages on this. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm Jeff. My homegirls are coming over for Joe Food Academy. Oh, I'm like, okay. Yeah, somebody's having like a mini Halloween party. Is that what's happening over there? Okay. I still didn't get my response, which feels good, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got, I got a coat. I got my fucking water at first. And then uh, somebody else being a distraction. Let's switch off of one form of blackness to a whole... Another form of blackness, right? And I had to take a deep breath for that one because you guys have no clue. I I'm I'm still not sure if he's the reason why I got banned in Russia last Wednesday. But if he is, it's okay, Russia, you can ban me. Cause I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Who the fuck you think you fucking with? Like, Harvey's dead over here. I don't give two shits. I'll, I'll fuck off this whole thing. But there was one Kanye West. Or, I'm sorry, my apologies, my apologies, my apologies. Billionaire Ye. Let's make sure that we address him properly by his title. Billionaire, musical genius, rapper, producer. And Kanye West very recently went on Drink Champs, and he expressed 
some d- very deep personal thoughts of his on basically on how he wished that him and his community functioned more like the Jewish community and how they stick together. He, and, he, and he basically ultimately said he was jealous of that. Somewhere along the line, it came out as if Kanye was skewing So once it was labeled that Kanye was was spewing anti-Semitic when it came out that, that Kanye was spewing right anti-Semitic rhetoric shortly after you started seeing a domino effect right so what happened is that all of the sponsors, right, all of these companies that was tied in with Ye, started dropping Ye. Now, the first one was Adidas. Now, on the surface, everybody was like, you know what? While we're like, oh, Kanye, some people say, oh, Kanye, you're in trouble now. Your sponsors are starting to drop you. It was a good handful. It was like, well, you're doing exactly what he wanted. He's been trying to get out of Adidas. He went into Adidas meetings playing porno on his phone. So much. This is how you guys are fucking me. And nobody gets pussy in Adidas. Let's take a look at that. Right? So, there was a, there was, there was a, there was a, widespread set of individuals that thought, okay, you know what? I know the phone lines are open if you guys would like to call in. Whether you want to use um, Instagram to call in or you want to use Podbean to call in, the phone lines are open. Oh yeah, folks, we take phone calls, we take your phone calls on on, on Instagram as well. <clears throat> and don't forget, you can put your comments um, wherever you're listening at as well, if you're watching, whether that's on, whether that's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, alright? Appreciate you. Appreciate you listening. Don't forget to like, share, and follow. Make sure you hit that little ding bong every time that we go on. Keep it nice and powerful, right there on the screen. So it starts coming out that okay, Adidas is Adidas is going to be the first one to drop him. But then a lot of us look at this as a, as a strategic move. There's a set of individuals that looked at this as a strategic move, so that. He can get out of a deal with a company that was not respecting his creativeness. That was taking his ideas, flipping it, changing it, and going behind his back, putting out different colors, put basically putting out things without his approval. So it does exactly how his contract was written. But he got to a point where he said, you know what, let's redo this contract. Or, or let's redo business, period. But we're not doing business properly together. They wouldn't renegotiate at the time, so he found a way out of his contract. That's honestly the way I see that. Now, I, 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 t- I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, right? And this is probably why I'm also so hard on these individuals. In very weird ways, I can understand Antonio Brown. I can understand Kanye. 
I can understand Kyrie. There's a point in time in the army, I was probably a version of those guys. Just how I bucked against authority. How I naturally went against what my higher ups just tried to blindly force down my my brain. Right, so I can understand sometimes natural buckers of the system, the, the habitual line steppers. Message. <coughs> I'm gonna do that for the next year. Like I already have next year's Halloween costume ready. I'm gonna do one this year. Like these, 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 these are fillings. These are something that you wear, like to the to the office real quick, just so you don't have to wear your real costume at night. You know what I mean? This is something that 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 you just wear just to pop up real quick. Something that you keep in the car. So somebody's like, hey, yo, actually, I'm over-exaggerating because I wish it was something I kept in the car so that when somebody hit you up and be like, hey, yo, I got a little Halloween costume masqueraded as 43 and 8. All you need is a mask. Pull up. You're like, say less. I'm up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> listen, man, I, I don't find out my Uncle Jim for real. Tripping. I'm going nowhere for you until I find you. Because I just like, yo. I love my homegirl, right? And I love to go show off my homegirl. But this priority. Shit. Yo, they trying to build a foundation here. Y'all wilding. Back to Yoda, right? Back to the guy that gets canceled by everybody. And, and listen, he, he didn't even get my, my show canceled. Who knows, right? I mean, I get banned again in Russia. Who knows? Fuck it. Right? What, what, what's that old Dave Chappelle puppet? Muppet thing? I said, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> right? So, so Kanye gets out of the Adidas deal. And some look at it as, as a bad domino. Some look at it as, as, as a step to him trying to achieve a level of freedom away from Adidas than... That, that he couldn't accomplish just by talking and trying to negotiate properly. Right? He had to go DEFCON 3. Right? Or DEFCON 3. I keep, I'm trying to remember. I think they, I thought they changed the verbiage of it. Of, of these, of these threats. Right? Because they didn't want it to sound so, like it was, like it was a deadly thing. But as you guys know, more, 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 most of threat content, right? Threat levels, let's put it that way. Are usually like the sensitive ones that are being taken so hard. And that's all he said is he, he was going to defend his home. But it was translated as if he was going to go scorched earth because you guys have deemed Kanye as crazy. Now, let's talk about him going crazy or him going crazy. We all know that Kanye suffers from bipolarism. It's been very well documented. He says it, right? He put it in his rap. That's his superpower. Ow! That's my superpower. We love you for it. If somebody that is generally can have a split personality or, or complete mood swing, I gotta get some bipolar people on this on this podcast, but I refuse to ask my ex for for interviews. Thank you. See my phone. I already knew where I was going. You little Um, 
but I'm about to get some some bipolar people. Maybe I maybe actually think some 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 sources. Maybe just try to cope around the scene. Let them try to figure out what's going on with him. But ultimately, if you think somebody is mentally ill, or if you really thought somebody was crazy, why constantly put a microphone in front of their face? Is it because you want to hear all the crazy shit that a crazy person has to say? Or you want to keep utilizing it so that you can diminish, right, and discredit everything that they've ever done, everything that they're doing, everything that they will do? I, I'm, these are questions. Seriously, serious questions that I have. Right? But it's okay. I don't mind Kanye losing sponsors. As I'm pretty sure Kanye, of course, it's not my money. Right? But I don't mind billionaire Ye losing sponsors because if you know the history of Ye, then you know Ye is going to end up back with a Ye clothing line. And you guys, and, and you guys are going to eat that up. I hope it's because the public just voted Pawn Shop for the executive board, to be honest. <laughs> because he was the hardest pushing thing on Adidas. I don't even know. To be honest with you, I'm going to tell you this. This whole entire time. Until the thing happened this year, I did not know Kanye, I did not know the Yeezys was a Dita brand. I, this whole entire time, I thought Kanye did some independent shit. I thought this whole time, Ye had already made his own independent shoe label. And you ass counts is out there paying $500 for a pair of Yeezys. 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 Seriously. And so, he, and I'm guarantee you, and, and maybe, maybe maybe it's me, maybe it's me, right? Because I figured there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of people that follow Kanye a whole lot closer, right? Then, then I stopped doing that somewhere in my in my youth, in, in my late twenties, following rappers and entertaining myself with this person. Now I do that with sports athletes. You know, I say strategy. Hey, what the guy walking here? But. Someone's just trying to take shots at the people that do. I'm just saying that I don't anymore. My energy changed. That was it. Just a phone call video. Right? Like, who knew that all our, our hip-hop celebrities would still be in the limelight this long? Like, goddamn. I didn't see that shit coming. I would have made I would have made the first fucking hip-hop podcast. I'm not tripping. So... Listen, the headlines that are put out is that Ye is spewing anti-Semitic rhetoric. And with this being said, he has obviously a Gandhi sports camp, basketball camp. He has a Gandhi-ass um, um, athletic agency, right, sports agency. And Two, I don't know if he's the only two, but the two most recognizable names, Jalen Brown and Aaron Donald, they dropped Kanye. Now, I already got my answer. But when this first happened, I was curious. Was this, was them dropping something from Donde, Donde, was this because Kanye, oh sorry, Ye clashed, billionaire Ye clashed with their beliefs? 
or was this a PR move? Were they pressured by their PR people to drop Kanye before they received spillage on themselves? Somehow. Oh, look, your spillage is going to get a job. How can you still, like, have this guy at your agency with him spitting anti-Semitic? We'll get down to that road a little bit in just a minute. answer is they got pressured. It wasn't Aaron, well, I can't speak for Aaron Donald, but I can't speak for Jesse Brown. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not going to say a couple words. This was Hold on, because I'm embarrassing everybody else. I'm going to cuss y'all out. Okay. I'm not getting sued for that. I, 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 had, I had to go bang on the mic real quick. My, my apologies. To everybody else that may have heard that. I, I realize I have to go clean up the room. <clears throat> so. The answer is that Jalen Brown was pressured. He was basically told by his handlers. Let's call them exactly what they are. That. You need to go ahead and separate yourself. And. Because it looks like before he received any kind of. Negative backlash from what is going on with Kanye. I find this weird. See? I find this weird. I find this weird. That they're trying to cancel Kanye. The reason why I find this weird because I've listened to this interview now probably a dozen times. And I'm still curious of when where the anti-Semitic rhetoric was at. Now if this is chopped into pieces and a part of it is listened out of context, I can see how somebody, somebody may think that. I can see if this is listened to and if this is chopped up and listened to out of context, how an uneducated person may think that this was something negative towards Jewish people and how and it and, and drew them to any kind of action or any kind of arm. If somebody got that from this, then they were just looking for the most minuscule spark, and they also didn't listen. And if they did listen, they don't know how to comprehend. I I listened to this a couple times, and one of the major things, right, that sort of popped in my head is... Kanye's beef, right, with Adidas. How is this any different than Michael Jackson's beef? Or Prince's beef? Or Jay-Z's beef? With their record labels. Hmm. Oh, we going, oh, we about to get deeper than you guys even were prepared for. I'm telling you this right now. I find it, like I said, I find it odd that they're trying to cancel, if you, if you can say, disassociate themselves with Kanye is, is the real word, right? You say cancel. That, that, that you find now advertisers and companies disassociating themselves from Kanye over what is believed hate speech. 
Kanye went into Adidas wanting to own his, basically wanted more ownership in, 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 into, the, into the product that he makes. That's no different than Prince wanting to own his masters. Jay-Z wanted to make sure he has his masters. Prince, um, and Michael Jackson making sure he, um, he has the right to his masters. Yet, we have seen Prince get killed for his masters. For the ownership of his stuff, of his music. We've seen Prince get killed over it. We've heard artists for years talk about how they can't make the music that they want to make because the people that run the labels tell them that they have to put out some a certain type of music. They can't be introspective or lovey-dovey. And listen, sometimes people have to take themselves out of their own world, right? And even in your own world, there's also, there's also multiple factors in your world. You hear this complaint from a lot of black rappers, right? And, and, and black R&B artists. But if you pay attention, it's also the same complaint that Pink had back in the day. So, if there's a group of record labels that will not allow you to say a certain thing or put out music the way that you want to put out or put out your message the way that you want to put out, then are they not controlling, let's say, what you hear? So in Kanye's world, right? We've heard this complaint a couple of times. In Kanye's world, not just from Kanye. We've heard this now from, I just told you, we heard this from Pink. We've heard this from Jay, we've heard this from Jay-Z. We've heard this from Prince. We've heard this from Michael Jackson. We've heard this from unknown rapper on, on, on Jay-Z's, what, was that where he made he was going on tour and he also did a video for it right we heard this from unknown rapper number five on that on on, on that video right but we've also heard the same thing from nick cannon and ice cube two other individuals they tried to cancel let's 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 hurry up and bring all lines in here so that you guys don't miss an opportunity or if, if you guys are trying to call in. I don't have the time being calling you here as well. Your body's breaking you. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. Whoever sings that song just sounds like Tony Braxton to me. They, they really do. This game looks like a shit show. It's 8 to nothing. Two minutes left to go in the first half. Somebody's playing on the ground somewhere. Holding their something. Thriving on not joy. <laughs> Let me stop talking about that. <laughs> okay. We got Podbean. We got Podbean up again. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Hmm. Alright, let's continue. <coughs> So this is the same thing. Yeah, I gotta take the price off this though. So this is the same thing. That they also tried to cancel Nick Cannon and Ice Cube over. Let's step into Kanye's world. 
Because I just gave you a minuscule history lesson of the multitudes of artists in music and, and entertainment that have complained now about the CEOs that run these industries of how they've tried to limit their voice, their music, their songs. Because it's Let's take it. Let's 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 go for let's let's go further in here before I give you the statement that I, I uh, uh, asked you the question that I wanted to ask. In Kanye's world, is the music is the world of music entertainment and television, right? Music, TV, radio. If you go ask, if you go research yourself, who took up the business? Of entertainment, when entertainment was becoming a business, it's no secret that that, that, that is Jewish people. The Jewish people that was that was here in America. It's, there's no, there's no, there's no secret that that's what they did. And let me let me stop. Let me back you up here. To say that someone is saying anti-Semitic rhetoric. When we're also Semitic people, it's kind of odd to me. Now, let's back up because go look up what Semitic is, and you'll see that what you generally think of as Semitic is like. How you gen- I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what you have right now. When you think of Semitic, you think of just generally American Jewish people, the Europe, like the, the easier, more European Jews. But let's call it American Jewish people. And that's the general image that pops into your head. It's like when you need a bandage, you ask for a bandaid. It's like when you need to search something, you ask for you, know, you tell somebody to go Google. That's the gen- and, and then you and then you have to kind of remind yourself. Oh yeah, that's right. It isn't a band aid. They are all bandages, and everybody can make bandages. Oh, it isn't just Google. You could search on different kind of search engines. There's more. There isn't just the the American Jewish on 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 the the American Semitic. There are well, there's Egyptian Semitic, African Semitic. You know, uh, Egyptian. I'm 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 going the same place, but right. You, you understand? Like it, there's a there's a broad reach of what's considered Semitic. Go look it up. Could have pulled that shit up for me. So, back to Kanye's world. There's no secret that that Jewish people very much took their business into entertainment. We know that. Okay. That means that, for the most part, right, the people that run television, radio, and TV, radio, and music, right? It's very much safe to say that they're Jewish people, the majority. 
which means that if you're controlling TV, radio, and music, you are controlling what people listen to, what people watch, and kind of how they entertain themselves generally. So they control both factors. That's Kanye's world. But that's what Kanye's basically been saying. That's what Ice Cube has been saying. That's what Nick Cannon has been saying. Without pointing out the, the specific the specific group of individuals that run the industry, that's what Michael Jackson was saying. That's what Prince was saying. That's what that's what Pink was saying. talk about it almost every almost every other day on the podcast right or in sports that the majority of NFL owners are white it's what they are and they run the NFL the majority of people that run music television and radio are Jewish that's what they are which also loosely translates to they control what you hear and what you see but Now, I said loosely, but now when you have entertainers saying that they can't put out certain things because it's not what they think should be heard into the culture or onto the airwaves or onto television, but yet pass certain things, then yes, they are controlling the message that's heard, which means let's take it all the way back. In the black community, what that means is that when we have uplift, uplifting artists, right, like Kanye West, like Mos Def, like Common, those guys don't get advertised. You want the guys that are talking about the drugs, the shooting, the killers, and the rapists. When you get an artist that comes in there and he wants to talk some introspective shit, you, told him, you come out there you tell him to talk about money's cash, money cash hoes. Because that's what message that you want put out there. Still sound crazy, or or, or you still starting to understand? Now, granted, Kanye isn't going out there and, and tying in every single web so that he can spoon food every single form of masses out there so that they can comprehend and understand what he has been trying to say. But if you honestly just take a step back and not try to be polarized by the fact that it is Kanye, then you'll be able to pull and listen that this isn't just been something that Kanye's been saying, but multiple artists through multiple eras have been saying the same exact thing because these guys didn't magically start going crazy or magically start committing suicide or magically lose their minds. No, something brought this to this point. Adam Levine. When Nick Cannon and Ice Cube try to point out the same exact thing, they try to try to cancel them too. Now look, they're both gonna write back on television doing the same exact thing because where's the lie? See, there's no lie here. There's no bullying of anybody. He's pointing out what's going on in his industry, and that industry is his world. These are the people he has to deal with on a regular basis to get anything done. That's his world. Ironically, what happens in Kanye's world also sneaks into our world because he is dealing with the people that control what we listen to and what we hear, what we watch. 
what we see, what we feel, what we entertain with. What our kids end up repeating on the on the local radio. And all of y'all are wondering why Nicki Minaj is getting away with all this puss and popping airplane. You quite don't understand and don't like it. Don't go to the artist. Go to the people that allow the artist to put out that message. Or wants the artist to put out that specific message when they try to put out something otherwise. See, see sometimes y'all like to start at the bottom where the shit has already hit the ground and splattered all over the place. Like shit don't roll downhill. Because you know what happened? Your arm is too short to box with guys, and you too and too often you guys are, are way too comfortable just picking from a low hanging fruit, fruit. But picking that low hanging fruit, if you're a biblical person, isn't that what God has did with Adam and Eve? I'm just saying, listen, I could preach with you guys all day, but that's not what we're here for. Yeah, I'm not here for a long time, but we definitely will be here for a good time. We just passed the one hour mark, but oh man. We're going to continue to talk some timing, but, 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 I want to make sure that you guys know that, 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 hard times, this is one of the few, few times that you're going to be wishing for hard times, and hope that hard times are here again. What am I talking about, folks? We're talking about Bluetooth. What is Bluetooth? Bluetooth just happens to be a little blue pill that can get you back and forth. All you got to do is open up a pack and head straight to the stack. Just a few chews before you do, 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 do. Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so this is one opportunity that you just can't miss. For a very low cost, you can beat it up like a boss, and she's going to love how you come through like a champ. Every day's a champ. When you drink, chew it up. Damn. Or if you use my promo code of NCJS, that's November Juliet, sorry, HCJS, Hotel. Charlie, Juliet, Sierra. You can get your first order of Bluetooth for free. That that code again, H C J S. Hotel Charlie Juliet Sierra. Get your first order of Bluetooth for free. Bluetooth really only has two instructions. Let's see here. Chew it and do it. That's it, people. Listen, it's always a blast with the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you make sure that you give her that blast <laughs> with Blue Chew. And as you guys know, on Wednesday's show, when we're live at Sharky's, let's just say Blue Chew may make it in there as a trivia prize. I got to ask him the trivia questions. This trivia segment is getting out of hand. You guys have to probably start cooking for that trivia segment, too. You, you know, these prizes cost money. <laughs> Alrighty, speaking of money, so the, com- the complaint that Kanye had, this isn't the first time that we've heard this, right? We've heard it from multiple artists throughout multiple eras. Now, what happens, and we, we noticed for a long time, right, that what generally happens here is that with anything, is that complaints are made, but generally you don't hear the complaints until they continue to get louder and more outlandish. 
that's when things, that's when people start to pay attention. It's then. It's when the person that has been bullied finally loses it. That's when everybody draws the uproar. You see it in sports. It's usually not the person that caused the initial contact. It's the person that retaliates and gets hit with the penalty. Yeah. Page number two. This is like, bro, I'm fogging up in here. Like, Somebody find hyperventilate for real. Alright, okay. So. Crazy? Is he maybe off of his meds for being bipolar? Yes. Is Kanye crazy with what he is saying? And what he is pointing out about what's going on in his industry? No. can't read my notes. <laughs> right? Actually, I think I think I'm pretty much I guess I think I've mentioned everything I wanted to in my notes. Let's just get into the freestyle portion of this. Right? You guys have heard me talk about this very loosely. Kanye's problem that he's having with Adidas and everybody else that may be disassociating himself with. They may be disassociating themselves with Kanye. Let's see if I can do this like this. Oh yeah, I think I'm going to do this like this. This is a whole lot better. At least I can breathe. And I can do this now. Let me try something totally different. Right? Let's see. Even better. Even better. Yeah, I like this like this. I like this like this. So... You've even heard me talk about this very loosely, right? This issue that Kanye has, or this realization that Kanye has. I've told you guys now for a couple of years about investing into the stock LVMH. And what I told you that this stock was is called Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy. Listen to what I'm saying to you. One stock is Louis Vuitton, Moet, and anything possible. Ooh. Right? When I realized, me this as, as a weird-ass thinker, I told you, right? I, sometimes my brain goes into different, like it jumps into different story clouds after hearing something. And it wasn't just, hey, this is something I needed to invest in once I heard it was Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy. But I came to a realization. It was almost like I had an epiphany. And I very quickly understood the maneuvering of some of my and your favorite artists. But at the same time, while I understood the maneuvering of them, I kind of became offended and pissed off. Why? Because I realize we've been targeted. We who? People that like rap. Let's just keep it as simple as that. Fuck that. Let's go here. 
that's what it was. Hold on. Wait, I know what you're thinking. Like, wait, hold on. How many goddamn masks do you have? <laughs> One, two, three. The world would never be easy. You wondering how many masks I would wear if I had a podcast on Halloween? So, I got offended when I first heard this. Because I realized we were targeted. Who were we targeted by? The makers of Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy. Who did they target us through? Our favorite rappers. How? Through their music. It made me realize, every time, now maybe not every time, after a certain amount of time, right? Maybe not on their first album. And maybe by that second album. Maybe it depending on how... See, I don't know how popularity works now. You could drop a couple of songs, become popular enough, and then by your first album, you have this deal. And this deals with Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy. And now you have to mention Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy a couple of times in your rap. Now think about this. Think about growing up. How many times you've heard about popping bottles of Moet? Wearing Louis Vuitton, Louis, Louis V, Louis V, LV, Green Stripe. No, you don't. I'm just kidding. But don't put Gucci out of it either. Think. Think. Because how many times they dropped Hennessy? That's how many times you were targeted by their paid advertiser, Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy, to drink their product, to wear their clothing, to casually drink their Henny when you go into the club, pop their bottles every time you celebrate. When you celebrate, you want to look fly. What are you going to wear? That Louis V. Hennessy that you like now? You ain't different. You ain't you ain't deep. You ain't thugging it. You you ain't you ain't keeping it street. You ain't keeping it culture. You're a product of your rapper's advertise of well placed advertising. But 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 wait, there's more. Now think about all of your favorite rappers that eventually started their own clothing agency because they realized. Why am I pushing your clothing when, because of my popularity, you're trying to help me push your clothes? Let me push my own clothes. Think about how many of your rappers, how many of your favorite rappers and R&B artists had their own cognac. Let's just start cognac. Because they realize, why am I going to push your Hennessy? When I can make my own Luda Yak. I can make my own Remy Martin. I can make my own. Think about how many of your artists realize that Cognac is kind of a niche market. And more people drink vodka around the world. And they eventually come up with their own vodka. 
Think about it. You've been targeted. We've been targeted. Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. It's, it's no. It's not. A, it's, not it's now coincidence. And these are the same. These are three of the probably the most talked about products in rap. So, what's the difference between Kanye now realizing with Adidas? That I no longer want to be under you if you're not going to be doing things that I how I want them done. Versus Puff Daddy, versus Nicki Minaj, versus Remy Martin, versus Jay Z, versus Nas, versus Little Chris. What's the difference? Who else has? Who else has a couple? The, the Rock. What's the difference? Instead of advertising your shit, I'll make it my own. Because you're just using my popularity to push your shit. And if you ain't gonna do it the way that I wanna do it, I'm gonna do it my goddamn self the way I want. What's the difference? But when Kanye points out who the people are he's constantly dealing with, the people that are giving him the nose, the people that are trying to tell him to change his message, the people that are altering his message, his brand, his likeness, when he points that out, points it out specifically who those individuals are in his world. Does it sound a difference? Let's pay attention. We've heard this before. What Kanye's complaining about. So let's not sit here and act like Kanye is crazy when we know. See, to sit back and call Kanye crazy for what he's pointing out with the entertainment industry, it's also it's like sitting back and calling all those black people crazy when they tell you that police brutality was a thing, police harassment was a thing. Like, oh, you guys are over-exaggerating. That's what you're doing to Kanye. Oh, you're over-exaggerating. These guys are over-exaggerating. It's not really that bad. But we know about it. How did all these people have the same excuse, have the same, pro- have the same, have the same issue, from actors to actresses to musicians? How, do, how is it they all have the same problem? They all getting over the same hurdles to try to push, to try to push what their messages to our culture when they are when they are us and the people that are telling them what to say and what to do and how to act for our culture don't look like us. The fuck? How can they relate? I'm just saying. We're talking about advertising and influencing here, right? Specifically. Because let's understand that who these people, who they are utilizing these individuals to market to. Don't draw anything deeper in what I'm saying out of that. We're talking about marketing demographics. So where's Kanye crazy at? Where's the anti-Semitic statement that Kanye said? Where's the bashing that he did? He pointed out an issue in his work industry. If this was a regular Amazon employee, actually, Amazon employees had an issue with Amazon and they were on strike because they didn't like what was going on. And they pointed out a bunch of individuals that was fucking up. In their higher ups. But, and I wonder, if he wasn't on to something, why would they now feel pressure to try to cancel him for something that isn't true. Because you see, in all instances, the moment that they try to cancel Ice Cube, the moment they try to cancel Kanye, the moment that they try to cancel 
Nick Cannon, we all kind of forget the message that they were trying to really say. They're in a fucked up industry, and the people that run their industry isn't really looking out for any of them. Let's back it up again. Let's go back to music. Let's see how, how, how well we all used to follow music back in the day. You remember how most artists back in the day used to say, like, man, even kind of today these days. It took me, like, my third album to buy my mama house. You remember this? I know I remember this a lot from a lot of artists. I didn't make any money to my third album. Remember this? Because we've learned that the industry, music industry, is one of the, those contracts, some of the most fucked up contracts in the world. There's such a there, there's such a bad one-sided loan. It's worse than those balloon loans they were giving people that were underqualified back in those days. That had that almost had the housing market co- um collapsing. Those are the kind of loans that they're giving eighteen-year-old kids, fifteen-year-old kids, sometimes twenty-two-year-old young adults because they're chasing this dream so bad. They put them in such a hole that it takes them three albums to get up. Three, yeah, this time, just three multi-time platinum albums. Depending on who you were. We heard Shaq say that the label that he was with tried to charge him for studio time. In his contract. Millions of dollars for studio time. When he had the studio in his house. They'll try to rob you of any chance they get. We've said, we've, see, and that's the thing about it, right? Things that are sometimes joked about and thrown around loosely, right, as the butt of jokes. We sometimes forget that there's that there's a lot of realness to it. There's something real about the sleazeball Hollywood exec. Remember, that is a full-blown title that we know them as. Sleaze ball Hollywood exec um exec um exec executive. Yeah, I can't can't even talk to you today. So they've been out here robbing people. We know this. We've heard even them say, "You want to get into a in, into a real money business? Get into the music industry. Those one sided loans that they usually give out, man, it's a cash cow for you." Yet yet we're acting like Kanye. It's crazy suddenly. When we've known this about the Hollywood executives forever, it's like knowing that these Hollywood executives are taking were taking advantage of females and having them lewd acts, and then now when they suddenly all started their Me Too, we're like, oh my god, this was really happening? We just thought this was a joke. You really thought they were all joking about it? You thought they were all joking about being harassed by by these by these execs, right? You have to try to do sexual um sexual favors and get a position. You thought all those black people were were, were joking about. We're joking about police brutality. You think all of these entertainers are, are joking about being robbed by these sleazy Hollywood execs. But anytime they try to speak up about them, they get canceled because they're the ones that's running it. And when they point out them specifically for who they are, they tr- they go even harder on canceling them. Pay attention. There's not this much backlash over nothing. These guys ain't these 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 other companies ain't getting aren't getting phone calls from nobody. This isn't this 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 isn't this isn't Roy Cohen down the street, you know what I mean? Or Roy or or or, or, or Shalimar Rothenberg down the street calling up and be like, man, I mean, if you guys see mess, I mean, with Kanye, I don't know 
if I'm going to... No! These are the guys that control what we see, what we hear, what we watch, what we listen to. Television, music, and radio. I'm missing one. Sometimes even fashion. That's the reason why you see all of them have tried so much for ownership, for representation. Because they realized at the highest level, the people that were making the decisions didn't represent us. They represented us as what they thought was their own version of the caricature of us. See? It's what they think we look like. What they think we dress like. What they think we talk like. What they think we sound like. We're a caricature for them. That's the reason why when all of these artists, when they, when you call them woke or whatever, they broke into them, they realize, I need to represent for my culture. Because the people that are trying to force their, their image on us, that isn't us. They have a caricature of us. Of what they want us to look like. Who they believe us to be. Regardless of what you are, you're a caricature of them. They want you to be this thing and sell this thing. Yet Kanye's crazy for pointing out the fucked up things in his job. Kanye's crazy. When you point out the things for your job that's fucked up in your job, you're heroic. You're a whistleblower. You're protective. By the, by, 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 by the United States government under law. Kanye does it and he's crazy. How come the whistleblower act isn't, isn't, isn't portraying the Kanye right now? I'm just saying. How often are you in your fucked up work environment and be like, man, I can't even put up with this shit anymore. But instead you just quit and go find new money elsewhere. Because they don't own anything for you to have to go fight to take back. If Kanye could have just left, grabbed his shoes, grabbed his little plant on top of his desk, grabbed his picture frame, and leave and go about his fucking business, I guarantee you he would have done that. But they wouldn't let him do that. So they did what you would have done. Oh, I'm going to blow this motherfucker up. I'm going to act a goddamn fool. Ain't that what you say? Come on. Think about your inner voice when you talk to yourself like you like like you a big shot, like you actually got huevos. What do you what do you how do how do you say that you're going how, how you're going to act? But you can't act that way because you can't afford the consequences. But what if you could? You probably act like Kanye, wouldn't you? But yeah, Kanye's crazy. Like I said, I kind of understand them sometimes. In the army, I kind of was Kanye. I kind of was Kyrie. I kind of was Antonio Brown. You ain't just going to feed me shit and tell me it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I've had Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That shit is delicious. Yeah, yeah, I call Kanye crazy. Who's the crazy one? Yeah, I don't think I'm the crazy one after all that. Fine. I'll be crazy along with Kanye. But seriously, now that hopefully I've broken down to you a couple of facts, who's the crazy one? Is Kanye really that crazy? Or is Kanye a man in a, in a, in a, in a, 
with a bad contractual situation that he's trying to get out and they won't let him out. But I, but I just understand. Some of you individuals, probably the same person that doesn't like this happening in the NBA, doesn't like to see this happen in the NFL, doesn't like to see this happen. But guys, they signed the contract, you got to the goddamn contract. All the rest of us, we can't just do, no, you can't afford to do X, Y, Z. See, that's the difference. A lot of the times when you compare yourself to these people, and you say, oh, I couldn't just blah, 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 blah. No, you can, but you can't afford to. You can, you don't have the balls to. There's a difference. You either can't or you won't. Simple as that. It's a different mentality. It's a different mindset. It's a, it's a different ladder in, in life. That's all that is. But now when you call them crazy for perfectly logical shit, you become a word that I generally don't even throw around very often. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hater. And that's just my life. <laughs> More importantly, you probably just needed the help. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, of course. Right? But you probably just needed, needed the opportunity to, to, to help it be brought down in, into the, probably the lowest common denominator so that you, that you could probably talk to tie in a couple of the things that made sense. Because I'm sure this point of his actions and what he's been saying probably hasn't been able to make sense. Some people probably don't care. But I care when I see one of the black billionaires out there um, about the kind of um, the, how they're trying to ruin his life and still uh, and still allowing the, um, um, that, that, that plastic doll to kidnap his kids. And yet everybody look at him like he's the fucked up individual. When a mom can use her daughter as basically a sex trophy to spark their whole entire plastic lifestyle that all of you buy into. Yeah, you plastic bitches don't even look good. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> like, you look weird. You look like a bunch of weirdos. I like to lie. Lowercase p's, uppercase p's. <laughs> Thigh meat don't match your ass meat. You look weird. Like, like, the only, like, the only time that your ass looks okay is, is, is sometimes when you bend over. Like, and even then, it looks just weird. You look, you look, you, 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 you look like a oompa loompa. You look like a, like a, like a, like a misshaped troll. Like, to be honest with you, stop it, ladies. Really. Like, 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 with the tits done, like, so, like, I, I don't even know what to do anymore. Like, 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 just stop it. Can, can we, can we just go back to seeing that shit where you were doing pole? You know. keep trying to date Kyrie Jenner and trying to elope with her like they don't remember the squashed nose flat face no lip freak that she used to look like but yeah Kanye he's the one that's crazy Say what's gonna end up happening, like what happened with Ice Cube, like what happened with Kanye. I mean, with Nick Cannon. All of these individuals are going to drop Kanye, and Kanye's gonna drop all of the, is gonna come back and redrop all of these things independently, and then his 
net worth is going to double. Because it's going to be like Dave Chappelle coming back. Another reference for you. Bad boy, bad boy. What's it going to do? I got to speak with... Oh, no, she ain't like it. I'm sorry. I got to speak with one of the plastic fucks. I thought I was the mother. When he drops, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Dave Chappelle coming back. People are gonna be fiending for it so much that you're gonna over you know, you gonna overbuy, he's gonna oversaturate, and you're gonna overpay. Probably not gonna over he's gonna undersaturate, you're gonna overpay. Next thing you know, we're talking about Donde shoes and Donde clothing and Donde athletics and Donde watches, and you're gonna buy them all. I just wanna get on Donde Sports Radio. Hey yo, Kanye. Kanye, holla at, holla at your boy. Somebody tag Kanye. Somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody tag Kanye. Holla at your boy. I want to be on Donde Sports Radio. I want to be your first Donde Sports podcast. Like, don't let, like, listen, listen, they, 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 I got that Beyonce song in my head, but I can't, they, they, they can't break your soul. There you go. You know what we say here. I think that's enough of Kanye. I think that's enough of Ye, billionaire Ye. I don't expect that this is going to be something that's going to be detrimental to his bottom line or detrimental to his health. This, to me, is also something that I think that he needs a natural form. Just like how we've heard him on past albums literally tell you how he was going to act and then come out and do it and people act like they were surprised when he did it. This may be one of those surprises where they just kind of told us that he's going to get out of this out of this contract, and we're just surprised that the music fit to do it. I mean, like I said, this is no different than, 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 than a player sitting out or a player feigning injury or doing something that they need to do in order for their organization to finally say, you know what, this person sure is good amount of it because we're better, we're better off parting ways at this time than continue with them because this isn't going to be beneficial to us. That's crazy. I think he already answered it. It's not so much about being the crazy, but what was the difference between the Jay Z's, between the Kendricks? Yeah, Tim Howard was nasty. thinking that Ye's crazy. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, this is already, I don't know what she thought about that, but. So let's start picking on, let's start picking on Ye. Let's honestly treat him how he should be. Right now he's a victim. If you guys really don't realize this by now, he is a victim of the media. He's a victim of his wife. He's a victim of a ba- of a bad breakup, and he's a victim of bipolarism. He's all of that. He's not just one thing. He's all of it. And while he's going through a messy divorce, and while his wife is trying to kidnap him, he's also going through a bad contract dispute. And be- 
because he's Kanye, all of these things happen in the public eye. Because he is billionaire Kanye, all of these things happen in the public eye. Because we don't get this kind of access to most of our billionaires. Kanye West goes out in public with a mask and he thinks he's crazy. Was Michael Jackson crazy? Or was he just so popular that people just wanted to make up anything they could about him? That when you're on your that top, when you're that high up, that you really just have jealous people that want to knock you down. People that were bona fide fans, and suddenly you didn't sing something like how they wanted sung, and they want to cancel you. We've seen this with TikTokers. Somebody didn't respond to somebody that uh, something that they uh, to, to a question that they had, and somebody reported them for what they were doing. Now they couldn't have fun with a painted comic that confronted this with with the video. But he was a he was a big time fan. Nah, wonder why you loved them in the first place. And then ask yourself, is why I am bucking against them now? Is it really my own thought and belief, or am I just following the entertainment bell curve? celebrity bell curve of liking them and then not liking them and then liking them again. How about you just like them? Until they do something that really is what you expose themselves to women, like rape people, shoot people, kill people, like use government money to fund a tennis court you know, how about that? Or how, how about you hate somebody for that? Like, how about exposing themselves to to, to, to 70, 70 plus women that were just trying to, that, that were just trying to make a living? How about that? Or grooming young women from high school to be your sex slaves? How about that? And no, I'm not talking about R. Kelly. I'm talking about what's this guy's name? Um, um, um Justin Cole from the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know we haven't talked about him for a while. Ian Cole, my bad. Ian Cole from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes, he's grooming women in high school to be his sex slaves. Like those are the individuals that should be polarizing. The Brett Favre and the Ian Coles of the world. Those are the guys that we should be publicly hearing about all of their sponsors dropping down. You don't hear nothing about that. You don't hear about Ian Cole losing sponsors because he's been taking advantage of underage women because America low-key supports the trafficking of women. Let's be serious. If not, something would have been done a long time ago. They spent a trillion, they'll spend a trillion dollars on a, on, a, on a drug that has no issue that we all know that that the only reason it was fought against was so that the steel plastic, steel plastic and paper industries could be put and tobacco could be could be pushed forward. Did you spend a trillion dollars there, but not but not trillion dollars to try to stop sex the, the sex trafficking of women? We could spend we could we could we could spend our energy there, but we not but we don't hear about companies canceling somebody stealing government money. That's supposed to be used for, for, for children and child education and building up child programs so that he can build a golf course or tennis course or whatever the fuck he wanted to do. 
Yeah, those are the people that you that you allow to go silent. While you ring to the top of your lungs about Imei Doka, who had consensual sex with a co-worker. Right? You blast it all over the place about Kanye, who just wants to get out of his deal because the Adidas isn't properly representing him. But the scumbags of the of the real scumbags of the world, we constantly let slide. The real scumbags of the world, you, you, you let off the hook. Because again, your arms are short. You like low-hanging fruit. You like that Eve fruit. That shit's sexy to you. It's easy. You don't know about the hard work and shit. Kanye sounds easy to go after because you can easily misinterpret what the fuck he says and 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 make believe your own scenario. You can't make believe what Ian Cole is doing. You can't make believe what Brett Favre is doing or did. You can't drop no other fantasy scenario from that. It's black and white. Ian Cole is basically raping young women in high school. Brett Favre is stealing government money to go build and to to build recreation centers for his fucking family. Kanye is over here having his kids kidnapped, and and and, and, we, and you want to and you want to twist the story to anti-Semitic rhetoric, and you don't even know what the what the word Semitic means. And now they go after Kyrie Irving. I told you guys this could be an interesting podcast on Monday because I'm like, you know, not for nothing. I'm in a foul mood. I'm in a foul mood. Jets lost. Giants lost. Bills lost. No, Bills didn't. Jets lost, Giants lost, Knicks lost. Yankees got swept, but that still happened in the past. See, I'm in a foul mood. All these topics that I, I haven't had a chance to, to bring up, yo, we are, we, oh yeah, we gonna fight today. I'm giving somebody, I'm giving somebody a tongue lashing today. Roll this into Ky- into Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving. He recently shared a book. And shout out to the people that read the book. A couple of books that's been out there. Don't know quite know what the fuck. Is. I think it's supposed to be some Jewish to Negro or some shit like that. They call it an anti-Semitic book. Now I have to go look at it because I feel like I've heard the name of this book before. I also feel like it's one of those books that either that that either Ice Cube or Nick Cannon has advised to read. One of these things I know that these books talk about. They give you the perfect. They, they give you the. They break down the different reasoning and 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 the true definition of Semitic at times. I know a lot of the books that they, that they recommended. That's the path that they went with because, like I said, we 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 get we get caught, we get pigeonholed sometimes, right? Our brain, our brain does its, its own little connect the dots autopilot thing. We we hear Semitic, we think American Jew, as the image in our head. You hear you need a bandaid, you ask for a bandaid. Bandaid is the brain. You want petroleum jelly, you ask for Vaseline. You want to search something, you tell people to Google. You hear Semitic, 
you think Americans lose. Or, you know what I mean when I say Americans. The image that we have of Jewish people here in American culture. So, again, I see the stretch. And I like the fact that Kanye, like, and I see that Kanye hasn't backed down from sharing a book that anybody could share. Like, like they said, they're going to accuse Kanye of giving out somebody's address when he's an address you could have Googled. It's a book you could have Googled. If you're looking for, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like if you're, if you're searching through, if you're, if you're searching through deeper knowledge of history, you're going to, these are one of those books you're going to run into, depending on the kind of knowledge you're seeking. We ain't talking about, we're not just trying to seek hate. Nope, just knowledge. More understanding of oneself. Some of your peoples, or history, or climate, or, or, or regions, or... Because we all know that America has told us the part of history that comes from that is seen through American eyes. Which, not for nothing. I know there's a big uproar about how they teach history, right? But let's always remember that history is taught. We've also always learned, let me lean back that, we've always learned that history is taught by the conquerors, history is taught by the victors, history is written by the victors. I don't know if you guys have heard this forever, but I've heard this forever. Now what that leaves is that if there are unvictorious people in your land that go to a certain number and get a certain amount of voice, your version of history may no longer fly. Because they wouldn't want the truth to be told. So that it's never forgotten. That it can't just be watered down to just to make it seem peaceful and make a set of people seem not so barbaric. Can you understand? Not, do you even agree with me sometimes? Right? Because sometimes, to ask somebody to agree with you may be a far-fetched, right? A far-fetched request. Do you understand? Sometimes is, even, is, is a whole lot easier. Because sometimes we understand where you're coming from and still not agree with you. And if, if you understand where I'm coming from, it's like, you know what? You don't need to agree with me. Because now, now I know that you understand. Which means that, depending on how we clash the next time, you may understand how, how I react. Then you get a perfect understanding of how I react. And, you, and that's an understanding. We all, we all strive to be understood. Kanye wants to be understood. Kyrie Irving wants to be understood. Both of them went through a dramatic parental loss early in their in, in their in their career at like almost the peak of their career when the person that they lost was generally their what's the word I'm looking for? Lightning conducting conducting rod? That's what I'm looking for. Right? Grounded. 
Right, they put everybody across like an umbrella. And while Kanye may still have his father, and I forget who Kyrie still has, as you can clearly see, it still isn't the same. But both of them went through a similar scenario at the peak of their career. They probably lost the individuals closest to them when they probably could have used them the most. And something clicked, something snapped in both of them. I want to say something something clicked. And you see with, with Kyrie, he will say this a million times and beyond, it forced him to go find a higher meaning of self. Through that higher meaning of self, You've seen him take sabbaticals, change religion, start facts. You watch his life. He's very traumatic. He's very traumatic. See what Kyrie was an anti-Semitic as well now, too. <laughs> it's funny, right? When Connie was out here talking about Slave was a choice for black people. Not one company threatened that he was saying, talking hateful towards black people, that he should be canceled or anything like that. Right? Because when it's black on black, as I said, when it's Semitic on Semitic, it's not okay. But, but let's, let's, let's go forward with this, right? But the moment Kanye talks about the individuals that run his industry and how they've been trying to control his voice and how they've controlled the message and the voices of entertainers in the past, <laughs> and that's when you get canceled. Not when you say black, you know, when you said slavery was a, was, a, was a choice, remember that shit was crazy talk. But pointing out his workplace issues. A workplace that happens to be ran by a certain group of individuals that can have enough power to get somebody like him canceled, get somebody like him removed from his Adidas deal, get somebody like like like, like him removed from Balenciaga, get somebody like him removed from, from beverages. Like they have that kind of power to call that in. Because if you control radio television radio and television, right? That means you control also the advertisement that happens on radio and television. And those guys like to advertise their stuff. I'm not saying that the people that are in Kanye's direct business run the world, but they definitely control a massive part of the message that is given, that, that, that the world hears, especially in the United States. And the United States is one big reality show for the rest of the world. So in a weird way, right, if Kanye's level is 10,000 over, right, or it's, or it's 10 billion over 20 billion, then, and he's trying to say that, you know what, these guys kind of control the world, we can, in our own world, we can see one over two and quite understand that, you know what, they do kind of control a big portion of the message that's put out there. And if you control 70% of the message, and the message controls the world, and you control 70% of it, you're going to control the world. 
was kind of Islam. Was the anti-Semitism. Listen, because I can say everything that he's saying without having to point out a specific group of people. But it'll be almost irresponsible because there's a specific group of people that does run this industry. That's who he's referring to. Those are the people that it's in his world. His world means. Let's bring it back into the circle. Those are the people that run his world. So he has to point that out. Those are the people that's taking advantage of, the, of, of those bad contracts. Those are the people that are taking advantage of all these entertainers. And we've seen this for far too long. And yet, we, we always consider it tongue-in-cheek. And when somebody points it out, we call them crazy. Who's calling them crazy? Now see, that's the thing about it. When did you first hear they were crazy? Did you hear that from your neighbor? Did you hear it from a person that was talking beside you? Or did you read it somewhere first? Was it a headline? Kanye is crazy. And if you heard it from a headline first, if you saw it on a tickler first, and that's the first time you thought Kanye was crazy, then think to yourself, who controls the tickler? Who controls the headlines? Who told you Kanye was crazy? Well, Kanye's crazy, right? I'm just saying. Kanye don't sound that crazy to me. Kanye really don't sound like that crazy to me. What sounds crazy to me is the people that are out here just blindly calling people crazy. Is Kanye kind of bipolar? Yeah. Well, but, but guys, be honest. How many of you don't have a bipolar girlfriend? And you love your death by Snoo Snoo. You don't think everything that your girlfriend or wife or whoever she says is invalid, do you? Do you dismiss everything that she's ever said? Or is she the person that shares your household? Is she also the person that's the mother of your kids? Is she also your confidant? Because she can have bipolar and be all those things too, right? But Kanye's crazy. Let, let, you know what? Let, let's let's roll up and, and, and let's let's roll up and roll out. I, I think I've spent more than enough time talking about Kanye. We, we damn, we reached the two hour mark. We fully reached the two hour mark. You know what? I'm gonna go take a break. We're gonna come back to the show. Maybe we talk Brooklyn. Maybe we talk Lakeville. Maybe we talk Tampa. Maybe we talk Green Bay. Who knows what we do next on the Mighty Sports Podcast? We're going to keep it 100% Kanye. You're not, you're not going to know what I'm about to do next. But I do want you to return after I take this very quick commercial break.
and we are back with the Mock T Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only Darwin Thomas Taylor. There we go. Thank you guys for still listening. And I don't know if you guys see the third match change, fourth match change for the day. Yeah, it's still Halloween. We still in here. Wakanda forever. We can talk about some black shit today. We really are. Like we we done experience to our blackness today. But you know what? That's what sports is. Sports, sports, sports is a, is a lot of black shit. Like like in general. Like 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 we're, we're all over the place, right? Like like we 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 outside for real for real. Started off with unapologetic. Right, the great show directed. Great show directed by 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 Roberta Emerson. We also spoke um spoke to about um um in lo- in art media. Hey, we talked about, we we talked about um we talked about um um um, 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 um young Frankenstein. Again, two shows put on about another beautiful black woman. Like like whew, couple of women, but real beautiful black women. Like I tell you, like goddamn, like like I double like I did a double take on my neck. I stuck. Like yo, goddamn, am I gonna be like this forever? Like I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind all who deny. I don't mind. <laughs> right. So let, let's let's get into it. Right. Let, let's get, let's get into some sports. Right. Because sports happen. I know you guys are wondering. Right. Some actually spo- some actual sports did happen. I'm not gonna lie. I've been avoiding the sports today. I've kind of been avoiding the sports today because Jets lost. Giants lost. New York, go. Let's get into our next talk. <laughs> Wakanda forever. My next didn't show. Nah, I'm not even going front. I'm not even going to throw them underneath the bus like that. Like they laid a complete fucking egg. They didn't close out. They didn't. They didn't close out. Now, let me tell you something. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let, 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 let me tell you something. Let me tell. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let, 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 let me tell you something. Let, let, let me tell you something. Let, 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 let me tell you something. 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 This is also the same exact way I started off in my two K team, <laughs> and they had me on the team. So I'm just gonna say, lost to Memphis, won three straight. Then I lost my next three, and we went like a massive losing streak after that. That's probably not gonna happen for the Knicks, but. Don't be surprised if we lose our next three games. I'm gonna tell you what happened. Well, like, listen, we didn't play bad. Knicks didn't play bad. We listen. We lost 108 to 121. Didn't play bad. We just crumbled at the wrong moment. Didn't play bad all game. Game was was close in the first quarter. 
I think we were down by 10 at the at the half, right? This, then we're up. Then we're up by like 10 in the third. So going into the fourth, we're up by damn near 10. And as you can see, we lost. The, uh, so after we completed a 20-point turnaround, we also gave up another 20-point turnaround. Lost by 13. Donovan Mitchell went completely off. I think he hit like, what? Did he hit like seven three-pointers in that game? If I'm not mistaken, Donovan Mitchell, I think he hit like seven three-pointers in that game. Went completely off. Donovan Mitchell looked like, wow. I wish he was playing for the Knicks. Like, wow. How did you let this get away? Like, wow. Exactly how this looked with the Donovan with Donovan Mitchell. He looked amazing, amazing. A word I like to use with my Smokey, sensational. <laughs> he looked sensational. Simply irresistible. She's alright. She's alright. That girl's alright with me. Yeah. Message. Beauty. <laughs> oh, man. You guys just wait. You guys wait. I'm telling you. Next year's costume is going to be in fuego. Yes, I love Halloween that much. I'm already prepared for next year's costume. Because I didn't celebrate Halloween this year. I know you be like, yo, you can still go out tonight. I got the podcast tonight. I still got to be recording here with you guys for a whole nother hour. You talking about I got to go. I got to get dressed. I got to get wings and all that stuff. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me send this text one more time to make sure that she's okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm doing And not respond back when I ask you if you Gucci or not. Because at this point, I'm just trying to make sure that, that, that your well-being is okay. It's not even about, like, hey, you trying to, like... Cause I felt like the what you doing, like I was a link up kind of test. Like, hey, yo, what you doing? I'm out and about. Let's go catch a something. Well, you know, as, as well, I'm doing a pod, which you know, radio time. I like radio time. We're going to have to set up a time frame. Either how long will you're able to go in silence? <laughs> oh, she was, out, she was out, to, out to dinner. Okay. How long we can go? Without radio silence, without it being considered a no-call, no-show. Wait, seriously, I'm just like I said, build a foundation to it. You know what I mean? Let me get that sticky stuff. When the, you know, you gotta be drinking that in that in that costume. Speaking of, yeah, Michael B. Jordan this Rocky series. Woo! Yeah, Creed series, I should say. Woo! Gonna fire, but let's continue. Let's pull a hockey mask on. Let's get back into the pit. What was I talking about? I think I really forgot what I was talking about. Let's move on. Let's let's march. Let's move forward. March forward and march. How we march for Halloween still? The Lakers get their first win, right? No, I'm tripping. I'm talking Knicks. The music cut off. Gotta love. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell made me regret not having him on the Knicks. Like that's that's probably the easiest way I could say I could say is that he looked like like damn, we really wish we would have had you on the Knicks 
to he went off for what was it 38 points in that game 38 points he went off for Kevin Love dropped 29 points in 22 minutes he was bombing for three now you know what this is one of those games where you hope it's not a norm because this looked like one of our bad games from last year where we couldn't guard the three for shit. And it looked like we got a big dosage of that again um, in this game where the Knicks just really couldn't guard the three. And I started saying this a couple weeks ago or a couple shows ago maybe. I don't even know if it's been a couple weeks now. More than ever, more than ever before, more than ever in the last 10 years, the Knicks really need a go-to guy. The Knicks really need a superstar now. They need a Donovan Mitchell now. Donovan Mitchell would have, Donovan Mitchell, to go up against Donovan Mitchell, would have won this game against the Cavs. The Knicks would have beat the Cavs if we had our own Donovan Mitchell. If we had our Bradley Beal. Whomsoever that is. If we had him, we win this game. Because everybody else is just kind of mediocre. And not to take away from Stephen's defense. One of the top defensive teams in the league. RJ Barrett, 15 points. Julius Randle, 15 points. Jalen Brunson, 16. Fournier, 16. Hartenstein pull up, almost put up a double-double with his hustle. You saw Cam Reddish come in the game early and bang a three. Right? That cross between the legs and do a step back. I saw a couple of things as, as for the Knicks, right? And and it probably and it all accumulates from a couple of transactions. We no longer have these old guys on the on the team, right? So now there's no reason not to play Emmanuel quickly. Not to play Deuce McBride. Not to play Obi Toppin. Not to play Cam Reddish. Because before you could kind of justify it, right? You had better trust. You had more trust in the veterans of Kimber Walker, Nelson's Noel, Taj Gibson. And I forget who the shooting guard name is. Burke, Alex Burke. Alex Burke, Alex Burke, whatever. You have more confidence in those veterans. Those higher paid guys in those scenarios. Now with them gone, you have no choice but to play these young guys. So now they have to get minutes. But also, you realize from last year, Knicks organization and Knicks fans, you should have realized as Knicks fans from last year, because of that lack of playing time, you heard that. You heard what came out the reports from last um, on the off season. These guys had no value in the off season, Steve, because nobody really had a clue of what they can really do. Nobody had a, like some of the guys that we were willing to willing to get get rid of, like a Cam Reddish and this guy and this guy. Nobody really saw them in the last year, so they couldn't they couldn't fully evaluate them. Give they didn't have the proper stock, right? The proper they didn't, they weren't valued. They weren't appraised right. Because of how they looked. Now this year, see this it ties into me saying that this more than any other year, we need a star now because we finally have the team. 
we finally have the young core of a team that just needs one good scoring leader. One bona fide bucket getter. That's what they need. A, a full-on BBG. Outside of... Uh, like, outside of that. That's what I'm saying. The other side of that is that... Now that... They're in a position, now that you can see that they're in a position where they definitely need that bona fide bucket getter. You can see the need of it now because now you can see all of your young guys kind of playing. So unless one of these guys truly break out between now and game 35, then you're going to then you're gonna see that, okay, they need a bucket getter. But if they're all looking like this, 15 points, 16 points, 15 points, 12 points, 7 points, 9 points in their role. If Cam Reddish is looking how he looks now in his role, right? Deuce McBride in his role, Emmanuel Quickly in his role. Not only more the important do you, do you now need a guy that can really just be the 30 point getter while all these guys get their 15, 15, 20, and 12, but now you're starting to finally build assets. And that's what you didn't have last year with these young guys. They were underappraised. They were undervalued. Because they were misutilized. Now they're being utilized. Now we're seeing what they can do on a more consistent basis. But not just us. The league is seeing what they can do on a more consistent basis. Scouts are seeing what they can do on a more consistent basis. Execs are seeing what they can do on a more consistent basis. So now, when we go to try to make a trade, instead of saying the best that you can do is get, I'm trying to think, Karis LeVert for all your picks. Now, we can get you a Bradley Beal, maybe. Now we can probably get you the Donovan Mitchell. Now we can probably get you Devin Booker. I, I, I wonder, what does Phoenix look like without Chris Paul? Do they say he does it all for me? Do they win it till you all crumble to drown? What happens when Chris Paul's not around? That's some real questions that I've been having. What happens when Chris Paul is no longer there? Chris Paul maybe only have like another year or two. And in the Knicks timeline, believe me when I say another year or two is still on pace. This isn't no microwave soup. Knicks fans, I'm telling you right now that this is a team where When they finally get have the team that's that consistent, true playoff and Eastern Conference championship contender, that's what I thought first. We may only have five of the people that were here before, that we're all looking at now, and those five people may not be R.J. Barrett, O.B. Toppin, Quentin Grimes, 
LinkedIn, our fan favorites, is what I'm saying. We may lose half of those fan favorites because those fan favorites are fan favorites. And they're going to want those fan favorites to be fan favorites every place else, every place else. And also, they're going to veer about the fan favorites more and gravitate towards them. That's because they're fan favorites. They're, they're the guys that are going to be sticking out a little bit more. If, if that's for, for when, when, they're, when they're doing their lazy scouting, when they're doing their in-depth scouting, those fan favorites may not be the more conducive guys for their plan. But, you know, sometimes you got to make a splash. Is your body listening? I'm going to hear all those moans. I can feel myself in my chair. Fall to three and two. They lost. They won their first. They lost their first game against Memphis, and then won their next three games. Because as, as I said, it's perfectly understandable. And, and the Knicks may just go on a nice little losing, a, a nice little losing streak right now. That's what you guys know. It, it may happen. Let's let's pull up their schedule. I didn't pull up their schedule before, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Milwaukee. Is on the docket. Hold on, let me read it real quick. I wish I knew. I wish I knew you wanted me. Okay, it's not Milwaukee. It's some other green team. So coming up next, right? For the rest of this week, we have the Hawks on Wednesday. So we watch. We'll be seeing that on the pod. We watch that on the podcast live from Star Peak. They have the Sixers on Friday. Let's just hope the Sixers are still going through their own bullshit. And then we have the Celtics on Saturday. And then next Monday, we got we got Minnesota, and then we got Brooklyn. Before we go take on Detroit next Friday. So, Knicks fans, without being, without pounding your chest, it's time to stay realistic. That Hawks game is a 50-50 game. Sixers game is a 50-50 game. Celtics game is a 50-50 game. Minnesota game is 50-50. Brooklyn, 50 50-50. The only game you have confidence about winning is the Detroit game. Atlanta, we know the problems that they bring, and they have that little two-headed monster between between Trey Young and Devontae Murray. As we heard, Primo, as, as that guy Primo in San Antonio was just recently released because he's exposing himself to people, to women. And then Knicks go into Philly to take on the 76ers. 76ers have been struggling so far this year. But like the L.A. Lakers, they finally won a game when their biggest star wasn't on the court? Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're going to take on the Celtics. Celtics aren't quite struggling so yet. And we and after that, we take on Minnesota. And then Brooklyn, who's kind of struggling. And then Brooklyn, who knows how they get up. And also, they have a little bit of abundance of talent that goes out, and they can always just out-talent us at any given time. That's kind of what happened with, with, with Cleveland in that, in that fourth quarter. right? They brought back in Donovan Mitchell, and on top of their good defense and regular good overall solid team play, that it allows their star to go out and be a star. 
in the goddamn bonafide bucket. It was tough watching that fourth quarter for the Knicks. It, re it really was. It really was. But Donovan Mitchell, if you're a Cleveland Cavs fan, or if you're an NBA fan or a fan of basketball, he looked impressive. As impressive as an impressive can be. That's so far probably... I, and maybe so far his best game of the season so far in in his very young season. The Brooklyn Nets, they've been going through their woes, as, as I told you, as some of these teams that are, that, are, that are going up and down. You've had the Brooklyn Nets kind of struggle, right, so far this year. As the Brooklyn Nets are two and five, but I said there's a lot of teams struggling early. Brooklyn Nets is two and five. The Miami Heat are two and five. The Lakers are one and five. We'll talk about the Lakers winning their first game in a minute. Clippers, War Clippers are two and four. Warriors are three and four. Right now, right now on the top of the West, we're talking about Trailblazers, Suns, and Spurs. Five and one, five and one, five and two. Jazz over five and six. And in the East, we're talking about the undefeated um, Bucks, the Cavs who we just played at five and one, Celtics who are four and two, and the Raptors who are four and three. That's two teams in our own division right there in the, in the Knicks team. Celtics and the Raptors. Just think about that. The two teams ahead of us right now, Knicks fans, are the Celtics and the Raptors. The two, the three, the two teams below us are the 76ers and the Nets. Brace yourself. It's going to be a bumpy ride. They played six games already? I didn't realize that they played six games already. I'm over here thinking that they only played, that this is their fourth game of the season. I really thought, let me see, they played Minnesota. Okay, then they played Detroit, and then the Mavericks, and then the Hornets. Oh, we played the Bucks already. Okay. There goes that game. The Bucks and the Cavs. All right. I knew that losing streak was going to start coming, so that's what it is right there. The losing streak was going to start starting against the Bucks. I was like, I thought, I thought this was the first game after the loss. Like, after our three-game winning streak. But this is the second game after our three-game three winning streak. So now we're at 500. Hawks, Sixers, Celtics, Wolves, Nets. That's the next six games, that we, five games that we have. Worst case scenario, people, Knicks will be come out of this three and eight. And if there's three and eight, you get a early, you get a, you get a very early lose your your composure and start talking that reckless talk. I I already know how you guys talk. I, I I can see it. I can hear it now. I can hear the airwaves now. I can hear the podcast now. I can hear the callers now. Actually, I can hear y'all so much. I need a smoke. <laughs> like a racking my nerves already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take you over there. Yeah, okay, until we get back in, in, into the hood again. Somebody speak to me. I don't know why. I, I, I just speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. I'm gonna kill myself because I'm not paying attention. <coughs> 
the Brooklyn Nets were having were having some struggles as well with their big team. As I was saying, that they were two and four. They decided to have a plans only meeting. Cut Steve Kerr out of it. Cut everybody else. So just have a players only meeting and try to figure what the hell is going on. And ultimately, what's going on is that we ain't who we thought you were as a collective. You and Kyrie are not what you thought you were together. Unfortunately, Kevin Durant isn't the kind of leader that Kyrie Irving needs on his team. Because Kyrie Irving isn't the kind of leader also that a team needs. So Kyrie Irving can't be the leader. But Kevin Durant also isn't that leader. We've known this since Oklahoma City days. We've heard this come out of that camp. We all knew that Kevin Durant was the best player. It was just the fact that James Harden, and especially Russell Westbrook, had a hard time following Kevin Durant just because of his personality. They can easily wave him off any given time they want. Brush him aside. Let him slim down in a corner somewhere and weep about whatever he wants to weep about. So they have a they have a little players meeting, and it's still early, but there are certain teams that early struggles you worry about. Let's take a look, right? Let's take a look at some of these early struggles we're talking about, right? Let's let's start with the West because I want to finish the East out. Look at these bottom five teams, right, and see who so far struggles. Early on struggles. Houston, not an early struggle. Lakers, early struggles. You kind of worry about the Lakers, right, because we haven't really seen the Lakers be dominant in this L.A. era, right, in this LeBron era. Like, these Lakers never look like the unbeated, the unbeatable team of basketball. These Lakers never look like, oh, is Dorothy going to be there? Yeah. Bronco Country, let's go. Right? You, they just... Granted, they won one, but they've never been the team that you were like, dang, always They've kind of been disappointed their whole entire time. Kind of always struggling, puttering along the way. Like the pandemic completely saved the LeBron, the LeBron James Lakers era, because this would have been a no call, no show for rings. Or Mr. Say, let's draw it another way. A harder way to say this. wasn't for Kobe's death, who knows they get the motivation to win a championship. Cause I, I, I've, I've said this this year already, and I, and I think I'm going to continue saying this so you guys understand. I see a lot of guys that are happy to be Lakers 
and not a lot of guys that want to be great Lakers. And this is for LeBron James that constantly chases greatness. Respectfully. For LeBron James that constantly chases greatness. I feel like even he is even it feels a little complacent. Has gotten a little complacent with the fact that you know I'm, I'm a Laker. And hasn't gone for the how can I be a great Laker and make this team one of the great Laker teams? Win a championship in the bubble where it's discredited by 70% of your peers is not a memorable Lakers franchise or era. It's memorable for, for the complete other reasons. Like, oh yeah, they tried. They did get one in the bubble. Oh yeah, that's not the same. Nobody really tried that. I'm not saying this is my words. I'm saying this, these are the words of your contemporaries, your peers, your equals, the individuals that if you had to be judged in a court of law, the people that would should be judging you. Rockets, the Lakers, the Kings, the Clippers, and the Warriors. Not worried about the Warriors. We don't know how the Clippers have been looking lately. And the Lakers, we're still kind of worried about because the teams that are ahead of them. You tell me, how many of these teams you see falling? The Trailblazers, the Suns, the Spurs, the Jazz, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies. I think these are the top six. The Wolves, the Nuggets. Maybe the Thunder and the Mavs. So let's say there's one spot to squeeze in this. Who gets that last spot? Who's most likely to get that last spot between the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers? I just realized four of these LA teams are not even in the playoffs right now. The Warriors, the Clippers, the Kings, and the Lakers. The only one are the Suns. As in... Now who's most likely to get that spot? I think the I think the majority of people would vote for the Warriors, which leaves out the Clippers and the Lakers. Leaves you out to worry about them. No, because it's six games. It's six games. We barely play anything. Like like you like you understand? You don't even know you're pregnant yet. Like if we had to judge this in real time, like you don't even know you pregos yet. Like, you're still in the club popping your pussy and drinking drinks. Niggas are still running up on you like you don't know you got one in you. And you know, like, like, they don't even realize that you loaded yourself. They still running up on you like they trying to put another one in there. So, this is a way, that's just a way too early reaction to the, to, to the, to the, to the standings. But, There are a few teams that cause you to possibly worry. Let's, let's roll up and roll out to the East, right? The bottom teams, right, are the Magic, the Pistons, the Heat, the Nets, and the Pacers. For right now, the worst to best, right, 15 to 11. 
two of those again, like two of those teams are thinking shouldn't be down there. That's the Nets and the Heat. You 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 figure you hope that they're gonna make their run. Nah, who do they run from? Who do who do they lack? Up top, top six, you got Bucks, Cavs, Celtics, Raptors, Hawks, and Knicks. <clears throat> Anybody that's not a Knicks fan will probably say the Knicks are gonna be the one team that falls out of that top six. But then we have the 76ers, the Wizards, the Hornets, and the Bucks. Is there is there room for Brooklyn and Miami to get in here? Oh, indubitably. Indubitably. Because you figure they can take a spot from the from the Knicks, the Wizards, the Hornets, or the Bulls. And if you're Miami, right? And you figure, you know what? You can still catch the Hawks. Why I said it like that? Bless my heart. Bless my bless my black little heart. My big black heart. I think I'm so hard. Right? If you're Brooklyn, you got to figure in your division, you think to yourself, you know what? They can pass the Knicks. That's what Philly thinking too. Who knows how far the Knicks go? Because I think the Knicks can beat out the Wizards, as they already are. The Hornets, the Bulls, as they already are. So the Knicks are currently at six, and I can see them fall, like falling all the way down to seven. Right? You put two more teams ahead of them. I have the Knicks at ninth. At worst. At worst. You know what that means. You know what that means. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and 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 and, 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 and pull that lever. Be a little more enthusiastic than that. All right, we're gonna end up putting this one on the board. Because, and, and I know that's not a far stretch, but let's go ahead and we make sure that that's up there. That, <laughs> oh man, oh yeah, I'm calling the Knicks versus Cavs postseason match. Close to that one. That's close to it. That's close to it. Knicks are no no further than ninth. I know it's not saying much, not a big proclamation, but I can see early that the Knicks definitely make sure they make the playoffs. Who knows if they make another move? That's that's gonna be the thing to listen out for. Don't know if that's gonna if that's something that's really an option for the Knicks right now because. I haven't heard of another name. That's probably the biggest thing here. Is that since Donovan Mitchell, right? Outside of Donovan Mitchell. I haven't heard of a lot of other interests out there. I personally keep bringing up Bradley Beal. But I'm not hearing Bradley Beal talk out there. Since Donovan Mitchell got picked up by Cleveland. It's so it's gonna be interesting to see how, how they reassess their next start. 
brought it in early. And I still kind of stand by this move. And, pro- and it's the other nation my equation. It's Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. Now, granted, it's maybe just me that's kind of looking at my shooting guard position. Maybe I can't get my eyes underneath them that much. Maybe you pay for that young kid from Indiana. Who knows? Right? But those are the only other two guys that I can think of off the top of my head. Outside of it, it's Donovan Mitchell. Maybe maybe Murray in Utah, Denver. But he's more of a point guard though, right? He's not really a shooting guard. Devin Booker, because he has ties to Leon, Leon Rose. And he used to be his age. Um, Leon Rose used to be Devin Booker's agent. That's part of the reason why we got Leon Rose, if you guys remember. Because him being an agent, he had ties to a lot of players. Carlos Towns, uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, <coughs> amongst others. Carl, um, Carmelo Anthony, right? And... I can see that. I remember, I'm like the Lakers. They wanted to go that Rob, that Rob Lowe, um, that, that Rob Lowe route. So that's that's the reason why they ended up getting Leon Rose at the end of the day. But they saw how well it had worked out for the Lakers in the last decade or so, right? That was also another big part. That was a big, big acquisition for Philly. Could have gone crazy with that too. see a lot of change yet. A lot of a lot of change, a lot of room for panic yet. But these are some early signs of concern. And I, I don't see no room for pan I don't see the room for panic yet. But we definitely got some early, some early signs of concern. And don't forget folks on this next on next the next show. Next show we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this a lot more intensely. Alright? With the NFL, because we know what the NFL says. Every year, there's about six teams that make the playoffs last year that don't make it this year. We played around with this at week four. We're revisiting again at week eight. to the media or you listen live at Sharpies at our resort. Do this every uh, every seven PM. We do Mike and Trivia. Only when you listen to the show. I have to say ninety minutes to start you know start time to have a fish on. <coughs> but I may not quite start at week four, but I may start week seventeen, week twenty seven, at week thirty seven. But sometimes on rough days. <laughs> That's what y'all gotta take as regardless of the time and regardless of the weather. Right, it's always a blast on the Body Sports Podcast.
right? Mm-hmm. I think about it, it's more like regardless of the time and weather is in there because as time gets a little bit of ticket, it's ticket, 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 ticket. if it's just me and it, and it could be the pettiest portion of me out there I hate driving myself crazy you, like, you know what not for nothing right I don't know if I said this already not for nothing I remember either in preseason or late last year or early this year already one of these players took up for LeBron James it was like the fact that these that people out there really want to see this man lose is weird to me. How, Sway? How? How is that weird? It's a sport. If LeBron James isn't playing for my team, then I want him to lose. Plain and simple. How the fuck is that so hard for you to, to comprehend as an athlete of a professional sport? I forget who said this dumb shit. Well, if he has unique career in this day and age, they wanted to see him lose. You're damn right. Let me guess. You want LeBron James to go 82-0? and 0? Is that like, remember, you're an NBA player yourself. I'm the person that said this. You want LeBron James to go 82-0? and 0? You want him to sweep every team that he plays in the playoffs? You want him to take on a championship every single year? Or would you like to get one of them those years? Or would you like to give make sure his record is 81-1? Or would you like to have, give him a losing series when he plays you in the playoffs? That means you want to see that man lose too. You ignorant hypocrite. Think before you speak. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm over here like, really? Like this is what you come like, like, like you, like you have been penetrated so far down your throat by LeBron James' mindset. That you can't think of you. You think it's weird that people don't root for him. Where it's sports, you root for the people that you like, and you root for the people that you don't like. You root for people on your team, and sometimes you root for every. You root against everybody else that isn't. It's your team, and fuck everybody else. Isn't that kind of how you how we do it, like in sports? And like the people that get upset about 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 you people out there flip flopping teams and liking this team and liking that team, or, or or the people that have the issues of LeBron James switching teams all the wrong time because they want to like LeBron James on Cleveland, have him in Cleveland because the way our mindset was in sports, it's my team and fuck everybody else. That's like how it is if you want to do guys in the locker room. That's how we feel about our fandom in the locker room. It's it's, it's it's us. It's all about us and it's fuck the world, fuck the outside noise, and fuck that other team. That's how we feel about 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 our teams and scandal. So, yeah, LeBron James wants you. People want LeBron James to lose. Unfortunately, LeBron James isn't gonna lose every single game. Like LeBron James isn't gonna win every single game. But why is it that every single team that Patrick Beverly has been on over the last couple of years is involved with some kind of overreaction? I get it. It's um, <laughs> not his first time. But damn, I know it feels good. I know you're trying to stay in the love, but damn, 
Did you have to act like you just won a championship? <laughs> it was win number one. You made it sound like it was the se- it was win number four in a seven game series for a championship. Well, maybe not because all everything was clear. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I could be a hater because LeBron James wasn't on my team. So I hate everything that they do over there in a weird way. Maybe I'm over exaggerating because you know what? The liquids that they did throw on him, everything was clear. There was, like, there was no colored drink. There was no bubbly being popped. Right? Just bottles of water. No goggles needed because it was just water. No confetti, right? Just water bottle pops because it was just water. So I can see the difference in how they fell up. But that bo- some of that body language, though, was like, yo. <laughs> like, that's what that body language was <laughs> in that locker room. But it's getting crazy, though. Brooklyn Nets struggling to get wins. They just got their second win. The Lakers just got their first win the other night. Like, damn. Like, what a rough stretch. Well, ironically, in rough times, but... If I'm not mistaken, I think LeBron James was born there. And that's kind of sad when it comes to having a LeBron James. You have to work for somebody. Russell Westbrook has him or Russell Jr. Down and to the lane. Sitting down. Behind the back. Pushing the legs. A step back. A hezzy. A drive. And a. <laughs> right? A little bit of Brodyism. He had a, was it 22 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, close to a triple-double. But he had one of his old games. And it went back to, we mentioned that it's going to be difficult to win a game with Russell Westbrook if you don't let Russ use up. And I'm going to probably say that here on the podcast as well, right? You know, we've, we've missed a considerable amount of Fridays recently, so... I've had shows lined up that haven't quite gotten on the air, but I've shared some of my sentiments with people like yourself and Randall. So I hear myself saying it. I'm not quite sure if I said it to you yet. We all know that anybody that plays with LeBron James remembers automatically Golden State Warriors. And we also know that LeBron James happens to be a ball hawk kind of individual that drives the ball in the paint. Now, it's not going to, so when they have issues with LeBron James, not, I'm just saying LeBron James, I'm not saying that there's not enough balls to go around. What they mean is that LeBron James likes to hold on to the ball a little too much, even though he's he's very much of a passer. He likes to be ball dominant. We've seen Russell Westbrook struggle in the career of in in the role of off ball guard. We've seen him. We've seen him struggle with it. We've seen it in Houston, where we also saw Chris Paul also struggle in the role of off ball guard. These are guys that are point guards. And they're their most effective with the ball in their hands. So, 
what's the question here? Who is really the Celtics player on the team? Is it LeBron James or is it Russell Westbrook? Who has made the sacrifice to try to help his team win more? Has it been LeBron James or has it been Russell Westbrook? Who has constantly made the change? But yet constantly been scrutinized every time they lost. to change up his role so that he can fit in on the team. Where has LeBron changed up his role so that he can help his teammates win? Outside of, oh, I'm still going to run point forward and try to get my guys in the best position. No, no, no. What if your best position, because you are such the great player that you are, is at a off is off the ball? You played off the ball before. You're okay with that or whatever. I would think that it's a lot easier for the great LeBron James to get away from that than it is for a lonely old Russell Westbrook who can't cook. While LeBron James has gotten his numbers as he's always had, you know what his numbers as he's always has isn't equating to? Wins. Because his getting his numbers stops everybody else from doing their thing. Russell is a spot up shooter. You're just going to stay him in a corner and send him off the ball every once in a while and hope that he knows. It's the ball in my hands. Not even somebody wanted him to come off the bench. So that he can be Russ off the bench. But Russ is still deflecting his in his game to fit this team. And the one game that Russ comes clutch, the Lakers get their first win. Not when Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. LeBron James was being LeBron James, you know, the greatest basketball mind in the world. LeBron James wanted his damn respect. No. It was when Russ was Russ. It's when Russ cooked. It's when Russ finally said, hey, yo, stop saying you don't like what you've never tried and actually try this food. And you try it and you're like, this is delicious. Sensational. We're about to cut off the show pretty soon. That's it. You know what? We're about, to, we're about to get off the air real, real, real soon. Congratulations to the Lakers winning their first game. Like, can I just be a chill case? Congratulations to Russell Westbrook, like, finally having a game, a game worthy enough for the press to talk good about him and the fans. But it was looking bad. It was looking real bad for the Lakers. to really avoid how bad the, the Jets and the Giants were. 
left. Take, we've got ten minutes, right? Let's take. Let's let 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 let's, let's swim in somebody else's shower for a while, and that is one of Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. This game went exactly how we said this was gonna go, and this game. Almost ended the way that we feared the most. We thought that Baltimore was gonna have was gonna win this game. The only thing we feared was that that defense of theirs didn't hold up, and when Tampa Bay had that ball when it mattered the most, and they did that little. I know it's a little comeback pass, but you saw it in the speed, the wear and tear on Tom Brady. I don't know if this is emotional or physical, a little bit of both, because if it's a, if it's emotional, then it's gonna be physical. If you're emotionally fucked up, as much as you keep trying to play through it, you're going to be physically fucked up. So I don't know if he's just depressed and messed up in the head right now from his situation, or if he's finally getting old. Because if he's he's finally getting old, we can make fun of him. We can poke at him. We can prod at him. This man is going through some mental distress because his wife is leaving, and we're not going to Antonio Brown him. Not a fan of Tom Brady either, but there's there's lines here, and, and, I, and I do have boundaries. You know, I, I'm a habitual line stepper on my damn show. Message. Tampa Bay almost came back and won this game, but Baltimore was able to hold on to that. Lamar Jackson finally finished the game. You see, you see, you see, short little children with signs talking about pay this man and all and all the other goodness, but it, right? And and he needed a tur- he probably needed a turnaround bigger than Russell Wilson losing Tampa. Or as bad as Russell Wilson losing Tampa. Russell Wilson got it. I mean, got a nice little job in, in this past game, but more importantly, Baltimore beating Tampa Bay. I was really happy about that. We were able to at least. Hold on to that, even as the Jets lost. In a game that we thought they would lose. In a game that we thought they would lose. It's one, see, it's not, the, it's not the Knicks. They weren't playing bad until the fourth quarter. It's going on more. But they were actually doing good until the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter hit and everything went to shit. It was a sad weekend in New York. It was very hard to celebrate. Like Baltimore beat up on Green Bay. Like that's the only that's the only thing I'm getting. That's the only solid thing I'm having from happening to me right now. Is Aaron Rodgers and and Tom Brady getting beat up every other every weekend now. The only thing I gotta look forward to. I know I was all happy about the Jets and shit, but I'm gonna have to like like, like send somebody somebody sorrow. And right now, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers cooling. Oh, it's Wonder Soldier. The view on this motherfucker is. Incredible. Yo, who's that peeping in the window? Is that a model? Oh, my bad. That's your wife. Shit. That's the Running Sports Podcast. We're out of here. Yowza.
everywhere. Podbean, Flow, Instagram, Flare. Uh, oh, oh, shit, shit. They're not clear everywhere. They're not clear everywhere. They're not clear everywhere. The actual audio is going to move you for the actual podcast. They're not clear. Because you know what? Let's, let's chill right here, right? This is just me, me and I. There's nobody here for the next 30 minutes. No video, no Instagram, no podbean. Hopefully you guys are still going to enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and follow, and all these good other things. I know this one has been going on. We covered a lot of heavy topics today, right? Because I'm, I've always been saying this podcast that we're a life podcast that revolves around sports. I, I, I bring up sports any day, any day of the week because I, I like baseball so much. I like anything else. Yourself into time and just be like, let me know if you guys like the podcast. Like, how you feel about it? Leave a comment. Let me know. Leave some comments down below. Uh, hit me up. And don't like the girl. You guys know that's always the podcast. We're live three days a week. We're live on Saturdays. So that means that you guys are always the podcast. Let me know if you guys enjoy it. And I'm going to stop talking and just start talking now. Trying to beat if I should go home and let my hair grow. Or if I should just kick my ass. But this is one of those few times I can actually wait and just breathe. I have a feeling I can really get some good reps in. But let me do the most let me do the most most dusty thing. Let me check my sneakers. See if it's alright. Brooklyn Nets. I didn't even talk about they had a player putting buckets in their own basket. That sounds that sounds crazy shit is in Brooklyn right now. But it's the first home game. It's the first home game. Alright, this is what I'm saying right now after game six. Let's see how let's see how I feel about after after like game eighteen. Let's see, is that actually is that actually what I think about? Oh my god, man. Um I'm live for three days. See Yeah, I'm a little cocky, but 